0: Schmaltch's Sandwich Shop, The Baylor Club, Time Manufacturing, Wit Building Supplies, and UBO Business Services. And now, ladies and gentlemen, here's Matt Mosley. Audience, oh, Matt Mosley. The Matt Mosley Show,
1: off and running. Drake Toll, ready to go, as always. Aaron Sexton, ready to go. Appreciate the large lead-in audience. Brought to us by John Morris. I believe Aaron Bean was featured today. A whole cast of characters showed up on the uh, John Morris show. And, um, Drake, do you ever just kind of peek down the hall, kind of see, watch the legend at work, the voice of the Bears? Do you ever kind of look in there and just kind of see what's going on? I mean, that that would be a good guy to observe. You know, And I- just kind of see what he's up to. What do you... Uh, have you have you done any of that? Now I watch you know, in the inner sanctums of ESP in Central Texas. Eyes wide
2: open, mouth agape. Right. <laughs> I sometimes I struggle to. Um, I I I I struggle to put it into words, Matt. Also, you introduced yourself yesterday as Matt Mosley, and I liked that a lot. Yeah. I and mean, you dropped mm-hmm. it today, Matt. What's all uh, you? You in a funky mood? What's going on there?
1: No, no, I'm fine. Okay. I'm in the same mood I'm always in. There's really <laughs> no ups and downs with me. Aaron will tell you I've got a little fiery side occasionally oh, that will pop up. But for the most part, he knows who he's encountering right. every day. But, yeah, there. every once in a while there's a little zest to the name. I don't know. Perhaps I was uh, – I, but I, I mostly I just kind of go with, uh, with just Matt Mosley, which Do is you? my name. Matt? My actual name is John Matthew – mosley which uh obviously gets some of the gospels involved right and uh and then that's matt mosley was it, is that the
2: order That's the new testament is it starts with john then matthew then is mosley the third book or
1: you know i had that i had this one deacon at church who just constantly when i was a kid did the right. whole hello john matthew mark you know whatever mark luke and john or He did the whole thing, and and I was just like, I don't know, man. I don't know if that's the – the other one, the other big joke was Matt from the Aggies was there's only two kinds of schools, Sunday school and Texas A&M. Okay, that was a good – that was what the Aggies would go with. But, uh, yeah, the the, uh, scripture – sounds like, Drake, you did grow up in the good word, although you, you kind of have mentioned to me maybe a couple of denominations being involved. I mean, I do think it's early in our relationship. It'd this be good to discuss our faith a little bit. Um, although we, I, I would say Aaron and I don't really get into our faith too much, although both of us are uh, do have faith, and, uh, and that's a very important thing. We just don't come on here trying to tell everybody what to do. Did you learn, did you do any
2: sword drills or Bible drills as a kid? Do you know what those are? Um, yes. We had was it Awanas was is that a thing? Is that a new thing that they do now for Wednesday nights? Who is for that?
1: Students? Who is that through? What what did, what church was that?
2: Oh, Friendship Baptist Church in Volonia, Arkansas. We okay. also, for a brief time, attended University Church of Christ, which I think is what you're referencing. I've spent time in multiple denominations. I'm well traveled, Matt um i had a i actually had a well let me get this right they had they're very specific about it Church of Jesus Christ of latter-day saints missionary i don't know how he got my number but byu graduate texted me yesterday to let to inform me about the church so who knows denomination number three could be in store
1: yeah one thing i realized a long time ago we were on some kind of mission trip and in like we were in Las Vegas area. Oh, it yes. Was a heavy, heavy LDS group uh, contingent there. and then you knock on one of those doors. I mean, they're so used to sharing, and they know they they know being Mormon backwards and forwards. They also know your' what you're doing backwards and forwards, you know, so it's like right. It, it, you just have to almost give up immediately. They're, they're to salesmen, to kind of get it, yeah. For yeah, the well, for
2: God, I, aren't we all? Though haven't we all been called to that, Matt? You know, you mentioned should we have a religious conversation this early in our relationship? Do you recall Second Timothy four saying, "Preach the word, be prepared in season and out of season, correct, rebuke, and encourage"? Matt, I think we'd have this conversation at any point in time. Aaron, Aaron's giving me a big nod and a big smile right now. He is excited. <laughs> He was ready for me to quote second Timothy
1: Aaron he's just like the one thing he and Stephanie have in common for some reason they they like giving me a play-by-play of what you're up to
3: you
1: know <laughs> I, Aaron can speak for himself but I kind of like well, the that. thing is they, Aaron's <laughs>
3: they both lie every time they talk about it. I'm See, usually that's not doing true Matt, that is not true <laughs> this is word on that's word right
1: Drake you if Aaron's sitting there just staring at you like I don't know what you're talking about don't don't assign something to him, but boy, that's what Stephanie would do. She would always be like, "Aaron's over here cracking up," which <laughs> told me that Aaron was not oh, cracking up no. at all. <laughs> that's exactly. Ugh. You know, I that is it's the Great Commission. The Great Commission. Yeah, that's a good scripture there. And um, those are uh, those are good things. Um, I did want to give you an update on our Sad Sack Rangers. Wow, I mean, Rangers are coming apart at the they seams. Can, they can
2: use the good word right now, Matt.
1: Uh, yeah, yeah, I absolutely, and I'd go with the NIV probably, or maybe, yeah. uh, well, if you really want to get into it, the King James version. But it does. Uh, Josh Young got his cast off of his thumb, and he says, "I'm encouraged that the cast is off, but for now, it's all range of motion. The scar is pretty big." So the area is still pretty tight. I don't know. Wednesday will mark two weeks since he underwent surgery. I I knew Josh Young was great this season. Rangers rookie. Yep. I, at first, you know, Zeke Duran and others, Josh Smith, whoever, stepped in and did a really nice job. And they didn't really miss a beat. Now they miss him like crazy. Uh, Duran's not really – I mean – Tavares is just in an awful place. Leote, you know, out center. Yeah. We like J.P. Martinez. I think he was 0 for 4 yesterday, though. This, this this lineup, I don't know if they're tired. Fatigue has set in, but they're in a bad way. And last night, 3-1 lead. You got your closer. You're in the bottom of the 11th. And the Diamondbacks walk out walk out of there with a 4-3 win. Yeah. Now, Drake, I mean, you're a guy who likes to get to bed early. Say your prayers. Uh, Aaron's a man that stays open until 2. I don't – I Drake, I honestly don't think that's probably true. I okay. think you probably stay up late. But I last night was a real weird one where the Rangers, um, with a clinging to a 3-2 lead and a runner on second, walked Cattell Marte because he'd had a home run to tie the game up in the ninth inning at 1 and they put the winning run on first base. Yep. Next batter, double, um, they hold the runner that would have tied the game. And so the Rangers, are, at this point, actually it was a 3-1 lead. They got it to 3-2, to but it just, it opened up a, an old, age-old baseball question. Even if it's a big-time hitter like Cato Marte, who'd had a, a huge home run off of um, off of Geralt Chapman, do you put the winning run on when you're up 3-1? You already have a runner on base. The tying runs at the plate, you know. And, I mean, literally they put the – it was like 3-2. I'm trying to get make sure I've got the, my facts straight. It was 3-2. They're up, and they put the winning run yeah, you're right. on. And, they, and I guess their thought was, well, we would rather see this number two hole. Well, they, they bring a pinch hitter in and the guy immediately doubles, and then the um, they got the uh, two-run. Runners get to second and third, and it was a two-run single that ends the game in walk-off fashion for the Diamondbacks. Now, Drake, you you've been calling all these games yes. out in Alaska, and so in terms of baseball strategy, you've seen a little bit of everything. I just thought it was interesting, after the game, the people that do like the – Oh, you know, Mark McLemore, the doctor of defense, was kind of like, oh, you know, I agree with Bochi. I would do that every time. And I thought, really? Really? I mean, you're you're going to basically say, with Will Smith out there pitching, hey, I'm going to put this guy on knowing that once he comes around, I've lost the ball game. Yes. I, I, to me, that conventional – I mean – Again, I'm all for, hey, playing your gut. I trust Bochi in a lot of areas. I thought that was too much. I thought that was too much respect for uh, Cattell Marte. Again, you've seen all these different scenarios, Drake, and mm. I don't know if you've had a chance last night to watch it or look back at what happened, but what does your gut tell you on how to handle that situation. Well,
2: I did have a chance to watch it. I have, I grew up an avid Rangers fan. So obviously this year, it it re-sparks your memories of the old Mm. Josh Hamilton and Mike Napoli and Nelson Cruz and Michael Young and Matt Harrison. And I the list goes on. I remember those teams, what, 10, it's been 10 years now since the Rangers were that good. Adrian Beltre, Elvis Andrus. Uh, and so I've watched a lot of these Rangers games and Will Smith is a guy who you've seen in multiple closed situations. He's got 22 saves this year, but then you bring in the guy who's got the 417 ERA, a one and five, one and five now record. And, and I, I, do you trust him by putting somebody, do you, do you trust him? Do you say, Hey, look, let's put Marte on. He's already got a couple of hits. And I, it ends up being the downfall of, I just don't, I don't know if you do that with Will Smith. That's the thing that doesn't make sense to me, Matt. I, just, I don't know if I love Will Smith yet. And the, uh, the Star-Telegram posted today an article, which I thought was funny. I think it's, I think it's a little asinine. It says, the Texas Rangers lost yet another one. Which, by the way, they started the month of August 12-2. and two. The Texas Rangers lost yet another one. And it's time. Time for the panic button. I think it's stupid. Welcome to baseball. Teams lose four games in a row. Stuff like this happens. Everybody's pressing the red panic button, and I get it. Mm-hmm. In the last four, in the last four games, this four-game losing streak. The Rangers five now five-game yeah. losing streak. The Rangers' playoff chances have dropped by twelve percent. Twelve percent—that's crazy. Welcome to baseball. It's what happens. We I mean, still—it's so Tuesday, August twenty-second. There's a whole lot of baseball yeah. left. I'm not everybody that's freaking out right now. Calm down.
1: Calm the down. Bottom line is. Will Smith has been bad in 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 a sense you asked him you said we like this matchup better right but in a in a sense you also took away the margin of error he margin for error he probably needed you got to know who you're doing you said and again I don't care about a reliever's win loss record but it, but the the saves and what he's allowed in his last like three and two thirds innings, or his last four innings, something like that, uh, Drake. Eight runs. I mean, he's letting them he's letting them round the bases yeah. like crazy. And what a big moment that was, and the Rangers lose. And and Aaron, you saw this too. You run. A beautiful start by Jordan Montgomery. This it well eight, this, eight innings, four hits, no zero earned runs, one walk, and six strikeouts. Yeah,
2: story of a season, Matt. Even when he was in St. Louis, the guy has a three twelve ERA, one hundred and thirty four strikeouts. Any night that he would pitch in St. Louis, I'm going to Fanduel. I'm liking Jordan Montgomery. I know a lot of people who are have them on their fantasy baseball team. The problem is he just doesn't win a lot of games. He's got an eight and ten record. The 3.12 ERA, 134 strikeouts, and a 1.2 WHIP, and he just can't win baseball games. It's like whoever he plays for, whether it's now Texas or earlier this year with St. Louis, their the offense just gives up. They don't. They don't want to. They don't like this guy. Maybe he's a bad a bad clubhouse influence. I don't know why the bats don't hit when Jordan Montgomery throws gems of baseball games.
1: I loved his attitude, though. I don't know if you guys got to see. Last night after the game, he's interviewed like, "Well, what do you think about you know start?" And he's just so snarly. And I mean, they were asking about his changeup. He's like, "Hey, the changeup was working." They swung and missed. Like he was, it was one. He was so angry about the loss. And the thing I loved about it, he basically said, "I don't care if I get a win or not." Yeah. I, I mean, he's like, "I could, I couldn't care less. I only care about the team winning." love the guy's attitude and and you're right you can't i mean the record sometimes is completely misleading and so we don't usually get too far into records especially modern day baseball i mean in the old days you'd have you'd have a guy like 26 and 5 on the season yeah. or 26 and 3 something like that and you have a team hitting like crazy rangers do hit for certain guys um you know There have been moments lately where John Gray doesn't get the support. But the truth is, these last five games, nobody's getting it. They've scored, the number of runs they've scored in recent games is just kind of staggering from a lineup that's been really, really good. And, oh, by the way, Seattle's back in this thing. The Mariners are now, you know, uh, two games out. And that is a... uh, that is a problem and the uh, Astros are now a game and a half back of the Rangers and I thought Bochi his post game was interesting cuz he he was he was visibly he generally has such a great countenance or demeanor after those games and he was he basically just he was had a little bit of a glazed over look and the only thing that Leslie McCaslin does a really nice job on some of those post postgame. Yeah. I wanted him to be pressed about walking Marte. And to your point, maybe you do it if you've got a closer you trust. In a sense, in a you planted a seed. I don't think you can get this guy out. Aroldis Chapman threw a sinker, threw the flattest sinker you've ever seen yep. at 92 miles per hour, and, um, and Marte sent that thing out of there in the ninth inning. I mean, Rangers had uh, hit a home run. I think Adolis had it in the seventh Garcia, to go up one yeah. nothing. Yeah. I mean, it, it, I don't know. Like, if I'm Aroldis Chapman and I can throw 101 or 102, I don't think I'm floating a sinker up there. Guess how often he throws that pitch. About eight percent of the time, and he put that and he put it right down the middle, and uh, and Marte tied the game. Now, it, to Aralys Chapman's credit, he came back out the next inning and uh, and did uh, did just fine. And he went two innings, and I thought he pitched okay. It's just a really really bad moment. All right, we'll get back into the Rangers at four o'clock because I just uh, people can weigh in CNC and C Collision Center Text line. Um, I wanna do some college talk here though and Drake's got an interesting theory on the Utes. The Utah Utes. How do we view the Utes as they get Good. ready to come in to McLean Stadium and and what do we what do we how do we view them for the future? As they join us in 2024, that is next.
4: The excitement of the new Baylor athletic season is here and we're ready to celebrate at our annual Meet the Bears event. It's Saturday, August 26th at 2 p.m. inside McLean Stadium. The event is free to the Baylor family and you'll be able to meet the teams on the concourse and get autographs from your favorite Bears. Fans can buy gear, have fun in our kids zone, get an exclusive football ticket deal and sign up for the Cup Club all at Meet the Bears Saturday, August 26th, 2 p.m. at McLean Stadium.
0: Are you ready to have your garage back? Check out Lone Star Structures' affordable storage sheds, cabins, greenhouses, and dog kennels. Lone Star Structures is family-owned, and their skilled craftsmen have been building top-notch storage sheds for more than 25 years. Browse their available inventory at LoneStarStructures.com or customize your own with their 3D shed builder. Stop by today at Highway 77 in Rosebud Lot. Call 254-583-4411 or visit LoneStarStructures.com. Lone Star Structures. Buy local. Buy from folks
5: you can trust. In business since the 1940s, Alamo Steel of Waco delivers over 30,000 tons of steel nationwide every year. And now they're looking to grow their team. They're hiring fitters, welders, machine operators, maintenance and electrical technicians, and supervisors for their plant. Day and evening shifts are available. After 90 days of full-time employment, Alamo Steel offers a comprehensive benefits plan, including medical, dental, vision, short and long-term disability, life insurance, 401K, and more. Full-time positions offer 40-plus hours per week. PTO begins day one of full-time employment. Hourly employees are paid weekly. At Alamo Steel, they believe in above-average pay to attract well-qualified individuals. Apply in person Monday through Friday, 8 to 5, 2784 Old Dallas Road, one block off I-35 in Lacey Lakeview.
4: Of the
5: road. When we say at UBO Business
3: Services that we are the premier service provider for Ricoh, Xerox, Konica Minolta, Canon, Kyocera, and Lexmark copiers and printers, We're not blowing hot air. One way we quantify our status as the best is an independent company used by millions of organizations called Net Promoter Score. It is the most consistent way to rank brand loyalty and customer service. A score of 70% or better is considered world-class. UBO score is an 86. Call Sean Hunt at 254-709-2101 or ubeo.com.
6: You're listening to ESPN Central Texas, live from the Allen Samuel Studios.
7: Drive it forward with the First Central Credit and Auto Loan this summer. First Central will donate to your local Boys and Girls Club when you refinance or
8: get a new or used auto loan. You save, and every auto loan activates a donation to be given to your area after school programs. Plus, you get to keep your cash. No payments for 90 days. It is money for kids and a new ride for you. Visit
0: FirstCentralCU.com today for details and apply online. Everything we do, we do for you.
9: Remember NCUA. Quicker games.
6: More action. Baseball looks different in 2023. So do the Texas Rangers. Summer is fun again in Arlington. Make your plans to catch a game or two this season at Globe Life Field. More teams than ever are coming to face the Rangers. Great matchups, lively crowds, and climate-controlled comfort await you at the ballpark,
0: along with fun giveaways and City Connect Fridays. Grab your tickets at rangers.com. Need help with investments or insurance? How about retirement? Let Colby Witt at Witt Financial Group help secure your today and your tomorrow. Making financial decisions isn't easy. That's why Witt Financial Group can help understand what's right for you specializing in 401k rollovers insurance planning and saving tax dollars through strategic planning call with financial group today at 254-723-5471 that's 254-723-5471 with financial group located in waco don't wait call today Wings Pizza and Things is celebrating 16 years as your headquarters for great
10: food and great sports. Wings Pizza and Things, where there's not a bad seat in the house to catch all the games on over 60 big screen TVs. With the NFL ticket, you're not going to miss any of the action no matter who your team is. Want the best in college football? Nobody has more games than Wings Pizza and Things. With a great menu to satisfy the entire family. The name says it all. Wings Pizza and Things, Temple's number one spot for great sports and great food for 16 years. Check it out today at wingsintemple.com com now back to the matt
6: mosley show on espn central texas drake toe aaron sexton what a group it is
1: and uh football sneaking up on us and uh on the speaking september speaking up matt, 2nd. did you hear
2: that did you hear that the the intro music it's getting it's getting hot in here you know who sings that Tell me. I'll give you a hint. He is the Big Twelve. Aaron. Aaron brought this up. Aaron. Big was tw- Big Twelve cha- halftime, right?
3: Yeah, it's Nelly. Nelly. Yep. He will That's be performing Nelly. at halftime of the Big Twelve championship
2: game. I think it's the only Nelly song that I can name. It's getting hot in here,
1: so t- take off oh. all your clothes yep. or something along those lines. I don't think lines. you can say that. I don't know that. I, I
3: remember I "Must be, be the Money" was a pretty big hit too. Was that Nelly as well? Be, yeah. Yeah. yeah.
2: Was it really? Mm-hmm. And they did the must be the honey was what they did for the uh, the Cheerios commercial. Yes, remember that one? Must be the I honey. Remember that? Funny, it's good. I see what they did there.
1: Nelly, very exciting stuff. <laughs> Nelly uh, coming. Did you have to, to recollect to, there for a second. The Matt? Big Twelve. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I was doing a little something. You may have noticed when I was coming back, uh, but uh, I, I'm always fine uh, to comment on the music. In fact, I like uh, occasionally. We'll go country. If you ever have a suggestion, uh, Drake. I know Tyler Childers, so others, long. Parker McCollum. Uh, I always get, I always get kind of mixed up though. There's a McCollum that's a starting cornerback for your or a quarterback for your high school Correct. China Spring, and I just I always want to call him, but I think there's a Cash McCollum, right? Is that yeah, is that a name I'm supposed to know? Yeah. Cash
2: McCollum and Parker McCollum are two people who exist. I don't want to define them for you because I want you to continue to use them interchangeably.
1: Cash is a quarterback. Parker sings. Ah, uh, Cash you, is a if you say singer. so. Okay, hmm. all right, I'll I'll, I'll get those straight. <laughs> but uh, but then there's a McCollum that's a coach. There's a lot. There's a lot of McCollums involved, and so glad to see it. Now Utah football comes in here, correct. On the ninth, and, uh, Drake, you've kind of had the Utes on the mind. They're they're coming in here. I think BYU's excited about that. Uh, Utah is coming up on their opener, and they're hosting the Florida Gators. And really interesting that questions remain about starting quarterback Cam Rising. Yeah. Will he be ready for Florida? Will he be ready for the Baylor Bears on the ninth? And I think you know you have an interesting thought, and it's kind of like if Utah has been so dominant in recent years in the Pac-12, like why is there not more talk? Now, Aaron will tell you we at times we got too much Utah. Aaron, why did I get so put out with Utah a couple of years ago? You remember when I just got so sick of them? And I don't. I, Whittingham's a good coach. I don't. Yeah. I don't exactly why i i was I was really feeling like Utah was a fraudulent college program. Now, Drake, at some point, I'll share with you. I rank the most fraudulent coaches in college football, and there's some you know names that are always on there. One of them's a U.S. senator now. Uh, Tommy Tuberville. Tuberville I, yeah. I, I know him as a fraudulent uh, politician, so <laughs> I, he's <laughs> continued down that path. Uh, but the Utes, um, two back-to-back yeah. Pac-12 um, championships, and yet as they get ready to face the Bears, and I think in some circles, maybe even the AP poll, ranked 14, others have them either higher, don't seem to be getting... A lot of attention. Do you respect the Ute?
2: This is probably a top 10 team in college football if Cam Rising is healthy. You know, they lost a couple of guys off of last year's team, but Andy Ludwig is a really good offensive coordinator and has been a quietly um, elite, quietly elite OC in the Pac-12. And I get it. It's the Pac-12. It's not that great. But Dalton Kincaid is a guy who last year was – a an awesome piece for the Utah Utes he won't be back he was a first round draft pick so he's gone they've got a couple other guys they're going to be missing this year Mr. Pick Six Clark Phillips on the defense an All-American and they're inconsistent that's the thing about this Utah team they beat USC in the Pac-12 title 47-24 they killed them the year before that they lost Oregon State San Diego State BYU they've lost some bad games these last two years but they've won the Pac-12 two years in a row with four losses. Here's what's going to help the Utes, Matt. Here's what's going to help the Utes. It's going to help the Baylor Bears. It's going to help the Oklahoma State Cowboys. It's going to help the Arizona Wildcats. I think the Big 12 champion in 2024 is going to be 9-3 and in the regular season. Maybe 10-2 and in the regular season. This is a – it's effectively from a, from a football standpoint – a cannibalistic league. These teams are going to eat each other alive. I, I don't. There's no way. I, I don't think we see in the next three or four years another TCU that runs the table and goes undefeated in Big 12 play. Too many of these teams are way too even for you to have that. The Utah Utes are going to walk in. They're going to go nine and three. They're going to go ten and two, and they might play for a Big 12 championship year one in this league. They're going to win the Pac 12 for the third year in a row this year, and they're going to be they're going to be good when they come to Waco in a couple of weeks. Problem is, it'll be 109 degrees, and they can't have any tents or shade on the sideline. Advantage Bears.
1: Well, they can have the porta coolers I mean, Aaron, um, or, what do we call, or what do we call those? I like those. I mean, he surpassed our combined knowledge on Utah just by knowing the offensive coordinator, Ludwig. That certainly, he sprinted past me. Huh. Aaron, are those... Can you look across? I'm in. They're in the mothership. I'm in the home studio today. Aaron, are there notes? Are there Utah notes over there, or is this all top of mind from from Drake? Toll? welcome to my impressed. brain, Matt. <laughs> welcome <laughs> to my I'm brain. Very impressed with it. I didn't Drake. I'm asking Aaron. Aaron, what kind of notes are we looking at? Notes, or is this is this truly off the top of Drake's? Uh, I mean, I'm very impressed with all this knowledge of the Utes.
2: He's got great memorization. Aaron, look, see? It's Sports Illustrated Swimsuit Edition, not notes on the Utah football team. (laughs) What else would I have pulled up in the mothership?
1: Let's not. Let's not. We don't have to share everything. Okay? My, You asked,
2: Matt, what was on my computer. Yeah, I
1: know. I didn't ask. I did not ask what was on. What did you ask, I said, do you have notes? I was very specific about it. Now, Aaron, this is interesting, though. The the backup quarterbacks. Now I've looked this up. Okay, this is I do not want to act like I I have any of this off the top of my head. Bryson Barnes and Nate Johnson. I, I I guess what I'm wondering is is Utah. Those are the backups, and that's who will probably start against Florida. You realize if they beat Florida at home, and I don't think Florida. Is going to be that great this season? It'll be better than last year. If they come out, they somehow come to Waco. That game's going to be an 11 a.m. start. And when <sighs> Drake, this team will start being talked about as a possible uh, college playoff, college football playoff yeah. finalist. Uh, they, they, it sounds crazy, but the CFP. Before it expands soon, and again, we need to look at that and see what that's going to look like. People will start talking about Utah. Now, what I'm wondering is, 2024 Utah. Like, where do we have? Where do we have that program? I mean, we. I, I think they would immediately be ahead of any of the other four that are coming in. Right. Since, and I'm, I'm talking or about you, you know you know even excuse the, me, I'm talking about Cincinnati, eight. UCF, BYU, and that crew. I, I think we
2: put them in front of them. I mean, are they? Yeah, the other eight. They're the number one team of the eight. They're the. They're, I mean, you know, if you look at if you look at the team, they have won the Pac-12 two years in a row. So they're mm-hmm. obviously better than UCF, Cincinnati, and Houston. They're better than BYU. They own that career. They, I think the. The total series is 62 wins for Utah, 35 losses against BYU. And then you take in the teams that the the hateful eight, as they've been dubbed, that are staying in the Big Twelve. There are a lot of good programs there, but this is a Utah team, and I don't I don't like it. I don't like saying all of this, but it's true. It's a Utah team that is is actually pretty scary going into the Big Twelve, and not enough of us are talking about it. Number twenty overall recruiting class. In 2023 as well, their last five years, they've averaged the 26th overall recruiting class in the country. Now their 2024 class is like 62nd. So they're not doing a very good job transitioning transitioning into the Big 12. But Utah is, Kyle Whittingham's good. Utah's good. Did you know this, Matt? Matt, this is good. This is good. The spring game at Utah, the quarterbacks did not wear non-contact jerseys. They said, let them play. At Utah, they did full contact, smash mouth football with the captains, with the quarterbacks, with everybody. I think I like that. That's some old school I, football, right I there. I think
1: that's one of the dumbest things I've I ever think heard I of. Like that Matt, hey, I think
2: I know what Cam Rising's not going to be ready for the season. Oh look, I grew <laughs> up in the Boomer Assyus, and I, I grew up in the in the Boomer <laughs> era of football, <laughs> you, Matt. You, you I grew didn't up, in the grow old, up in a Boomer. You never were alive, Brian with Boomer Bosworth. And, that was Smash Mouth football, no, Matt. You, it's you these were not new alive, school Kids, they don't want to get Aaron. hit. Brian Bosworth was playing in the mid nineteen eighties. I was a kid when he played. I was (laughs) fifteen, Matt. At a Taurus.
1: What is is Drake talking about? Use Taurus. All right. We cannot we have some imposter that's joined us. That is not the case. I I cannot imagine in this day and age how you could even now I mean again, I love the I love what you're saying. I love the the thought. That they're trying to do that, like some kind of throwback. It's an interesting thing in this day and age. It's insane. Why? It's I, I different uh, now than it was not years think, ago. Well, let's see, the athletes are faster, bigger. Um, the quarterbacks are more important than ever, more important than they were when you were running them as Veer quarterbacks or running the option. Double the M. quarterbacks are way more important well, now. High schools so, do like, this, Matt.
2: The, or, I, go to Carthage High School. And they've won, what, 11 state championships Car- or something stupid? Carthage High School, are they are
1: protecting their quarterbacks. Oh, in pre- any, any 5A and 6A school. Our friend McCollum out there yeah. is in a red jersey, and no one's getting near him. I was at a scrimmage the other night, and they had the, the quarterbacks in special jerseys. And they were not allowed to be tackled in the scrimmage. And back, in, I can remember a time when there was no, you know, scrimmage. You let them tackle. You let them hit the quarterback. That is not the case anymore. Whoa, whoa
2: okay. Now, Matt, I do want to pause here and go back to something you said yesterday about Dak Prescott not playing in the preseason. You know why he didn't play in the preseason? So that he didn't get hurt. That's the only. That's the only reason you don't play a guy in the preseason is so they don't get hurt. But now the tune has changed a little bit.
1: Oh, I, I don't know if I. Love it in like preseason games. I'm just saying it's. I'm fine with Mahomes' their decision to do that. I'm talking about practice. I mean, you were bringing up like letting quarterbacks get hit in practice. Like you're just literally asking for an injury. But but if you do that, the NFL preseason is a time you try to get your quarterback some reps. You kind of watch who you put in behind. You try to get the ball out. And I do think you can manage quarterbacks through that, especially like in a West Coast offense. If you wanted to help Dak get his timing, they believe they're okay easing him into this. But, yeah, I would not. The thought of having a college football practice and letting someone hit my quarterback. A red-white game. to To me, well, yeah, even a spring game. Yeah. Um, now I'm trying to think of Sawyer Robertson and Blake Shapin in that spring. Yeah, they didn't get hit. They just they
2: tap him on the shoulder and they'd call him dead. That's that's the that's difference, right? To me, that's right. In practice, yeah. you don't hit them. In the spring uh-huh. game, it's the same thing to me as it is in the NFL preseason. That's what your your I mean your your fall scrimmage, your spring game. Is uh-huh. it? I don't see how but it's that different. From NFL preseason,
1: in, even in the big bad SEC. Well, the preseason is close to the actual season a spring game is way far away from the actual season. I agree with that. I agree the with that. The spring game, yeah, is just you're trying to kind of keep your guys healthy. It's a worthy I like I like I like the banter. I mean, I absolutely love it. Now, but I, back to your original point though, is Utah coming in here? Oh yeah. That is the biggest baddest team in the new look Big 12. I hope not. I hope we look at TCU or Baylor or Oklahoma State. Yes. Or Kansas yes. State, and say these teams are ready to fill the void. And I don't know. Again, what what void is Texas leaving? Well, they're leaving a lot of airspace, a lot of hype, uh, a, a, a great brand. Yeah. I mean, again, we cannot. We can make fun of them forever, but they do have a great brand. They bring they bring a lot of eyeballs. They do incredible on the ratings. OU is the same. OU may not be any good this year. They were they were they were really, really bad last year. I don't know. Maybe they'll bounce back. But this gonna be this is going to be fun because everybody thinks Texas. But Utah has an opportunity to step into the void. Like I don't think Arizona, I like their new coach. I kinda even like that guy at Arizona God, State. Yeah. Dillingham is his name. And he's kind of funny and, and energetic, and I think he's recruiting really well. You know what those dudes are trying to do? They're like, "Get me to Texas." Yeah, you have yeah, let me sure. into you've let me into the the chicken coop, and I'm about to come in here and I'm going to try to take all these kids out of Texas. BYU's doing it more than ever. UCF's going to try to do it, although UCF's in a great football rich area in its own backyard. But what's about to happen is the Big Twelve is welcoming Dion into its state. He was already there. Yes, but Dion's going to go try to go crazy with Texas kids. That, that's a that's another story we need to talk about. Is the Colorado part of this?
2: Well, they haven't where, well they haven't won a game under Deion Sanders yet. I mean, we, the projections yes, but are that's, great.
1: I don't care even if they're projected to win two games. He's still. Maybe the most like fascinating story yeah, in college yeah. athletics.
2: Well, Matt, catch this. Before we get off the Utah train, I want to give you their top 30 all-time in wins. And here's what I lean on, because I don't like it. I, I hope that a, a Baylor and Oklahoma State of Texas Tech dominates the new Big 12. But Utah, in the last 10 years, they're 17th in the nation in wins win percentage last five years they are 13th in the country they're top 15 in consistency the last 10 years top 10 in consistency the last five years and in the last 100 years they're top 25 in wins last 25 years they are number 16 this has been a good football team that we just haven't talked about and i think people are missing the fact that utah might just win a big 12 championship in the first five years they're here sneak into it and surprise everyone. it shouldn't be a surprise if they do it
1: Oh, they, they, they'll they definitely win one in the first five years. Definitely. I mean, the biggest question is, are they going to do it the first year? And, no, I well, say this, no. We, this Whittingham has really – um, I mean, they th- this has been an interesting place for coaches because it's been so long now we forget Urban came from there. And, and while he became a joke at the NFL level, he's still – like a top 10 all-time college football coach. You wouldn't argue with that, would you?
2: Urban Meyer, top 10 all-time college football coach. Th- It'd be object- objective. Ohio State, Florida, Utah. Yeah. I, you can't argue with that. You cannot argue with that. It Wait, is the you Matt Mosley. said all-time. All-time. He's one of the most, yeah. he's one of the yeah. all-time
1: greatest yes. college head football coaches. Not a good yeah, guy. All-
2: good football coach.
1: Yeah, yeah. All right, it's the Matt Mosley show, Drake toll, Aaron Sexton. We roll along, and it's time for some NFL Blitz. We got lots of headlines, lots of things breaking across the league. Let's look at some headlines and then a reminder 420, Drake's old partner, uh, JD Pakell, the man the myth from the Ivy Leagues. He will return to us at
6: 420. This very afternoon, all of it coming up next. This is
4: is ESPN Central Texas.
12: At Bush's Chicken, we understand how stressful life can be at times. There's work, getting kids to and from school, ball games, and other extracurricular activities. That's why we make ordering at Bush's Chicken quick and easy with the fastest drive-thru service you will ever experience. You can leave the cooking to us, save time, and still feed your family a solid meal. On your way home, stop by today and get the best chicken, the best tenders, and the best tea at the best value.
6: Bush's Chicken, simply the best. Listen to the Matt Mosley show online at SintechSportsFan.com
3: In the five or so years that I've been servicing my cars here at Freddie Kish, I've been extremely pleased. I've been a customer
13: of Freddie Kish for going on seven years.
7: They just make it so convenient, and then on the other side, they just care. The guys sitting here are so friendly. They call me by name when I come in, and why would I want to change?
3: I certainly wouldn't be giving any referrals to any other car servicing center in
13: the area.
7: I absolutely would not take my car anywhere else.
13: the people and the professionalism, and uh, I wouldn't go anywhere else. When it comes to me and my money,
0: I know the way it should be. I need a partner I can count on that's chance.
8: Boy, is it hot outside. Did you know that you can tell the temperature by counting a cricket's chirps? Did you know that heat waves can actually make train tracks bend? Or that a 2003 heat wave turned grapes to raisins while still on the vine? Hi there, it's the Foundation Doctor again. During this season of extreme heat, the soil is shrinking, the ground is moving, and we're seeing a lot of foundations starting to move around. Are you seeing new cracks in your walls? Is your shoulder sore from prying that pesky door open? Don't let your home suffer from Heat exhaustion. At The Foundation Doctor, we've been curing these elements for many years, and we have the right prescription for you and your home. We have more experience and repair options than anyone in town. So when it comes to your greatest asset, trust The Doctor. We'll get you back on level in no time. Give The Doctor a call today at 863-8800 or look us up on the web at INeedTheDoctor.com. Go so, for doors that are sticking and cracks in your walls, The Foundation Doctor will make a
5: house call.
6: Now back to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. Matt Mosley here.
1: Drake Toe. Uh, now on with us three to five on a daily basis. And uh, Aaron Sexton, as always, producing and, um, and bringing us some of the great headlines from around the NFL. Drake and I will react, of course, in our NFL Blitz segment Aaron, what do you have for us to uh, start us off today?
3: Well, you two were discussing quarterbacks and playing in the preseason and things like that. Well, New York Jets coach Robert Sala believes it's in the best interest of the team to play quarterback Aaron Rodgers in their final preseason game. History and injury risk aside, he says, quote, you can't coach scared, you can't play scared. You can slip out of your car and have something happen to you, knock on wood, Everyone will be fine. Rodgers, 39 years old, hasn't played a preseason game since 2018, will start this Saturday's game for the Jets.
1: (laughs) I mean, I really think you have to leave it up to Aaron. If he thinks he needs the work, great. I don't think Salah needs to be like, Aaron, we've got to see you in a Jets uniform. We need to see you with his team. But um, really interesting, Drake, that – since 2018, that's a long time—five years—to Five years. not participate in the preseason. And Salah, compare it—you know and, well, you can you can fall out of your car. Okay, let's not <laughs> a lot. Yeah, a lot of us can have accidents and all that kind of thing, but not all of us line up in front of 250-pound linebackers and 290-pound defensive tackles racing at us. But uh, very. Interesting decision. Rodgers and Mahomes both getting involved in these preseason games.
2: Yeah, This is fine. All of this is fine. Remember Derek Holland, the pitcher for the Texas Rangers, who tripped over his cat, fell down the stairs, and tore his ACL. Things happen. I, I just, yeah. I, I, every team plays its starting quarterback in the preseason. I get it. He's old. Is that why we? Is that why this is a big conversation? Because he's old and he has been old Hey, 2018. <laughs> it's kids born in 2018 started kindergarten this week that'll blow your mind right there and now Aaron Rodgers is playing in his first preseason game I would like to think he had a say in this the Jets didn't demand he do this otherwise you know that guy gets mad at anything so all right good for him
1: I liked it um I hope he plays and then he has some of that walks how you say it Aaron what's it What's some of that uh, peyote type stuff that he smokes? Uh, Ayahuasca. Wa- Ayahuasca. Ayahuasca. Now, Aaron warned Drake that I can be the overcorrector, and early in Drake's time, I'm just really gonna, for the most part, not try to be the corrector. But thank you. Derek Holland tripped over his dog, and his dog was named Wrigley. <laughs> I just needed to, I needed Drake to share that what? with you. Okay. <laughs> All right. But Derek Holland was out at Cowboys camp and is doing more and more radio. And but you're totally right. It was a weird deal. It, it like ended. I don't know if it ended his season. And then one of those years, he gets tapped to be the opening day starter for the Rangers. Yeah. And he goes out and lasts what? Two thirds of an inning. I don't. Know, I can't remember if he That's made it right. the first inning or not. And you, as a Rangers fan, remember that it, it. 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 His whole season ended, and I think he had to have. Well, you know what? He's just now, for the first time, had Tommy John because he first had an elbow. Oh, yeah. Jeez. He finally had Tommy John at age. he's probably like thirty six or thirty seven. He's got to be and older than was, that. Is he only thirty seven? He wants to try to come back from it. Okay. He wants to right. see if he can come back from. it. Just saw him out at yeah. Cowboys Camp. Thirty-six. Very interesting yeah. Yeah. that you brought that uh, the Dutch oven that name up.
2: Number forty-five,
1: yeah. Derek Holland. Oh, who threw probably the greatest game in Rangers history? I mean, Nolan had the he had the he had the perfect game of Kenny Rogers. Nolan had the no hitters, which were awesome. Yeah. But at the World Series Game Four. That was about against the Cardinals. Yes. That was as big. That was a huge moment for the Rangers, and, and that was Holland. And I think he made it eight and two-thirds, and Watch finally took him out of there, and the place erupted. One of the great, maybe the greatest, with what was on the line, the greatest starters. Aaron, remind me. Are we supposed to be talking at the NFL? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was yeah. the last game
2: it, of that Cardinal series, by the way, Matt. It, it only went four games. The Rangers won.
1: Well, the Rangers didn't beat the Cardinals. Uh, no, Matt, no this is against. where we're
2: supposed to not continue on with what happened in that series. This is why we, why we don't bring oh. that series up. <laughs> that game, that series only went four games and it ended right there. I
1: see what you're doing. Okay, I was <laughs> like, wait, what are you talking about? I was at game six. I had the overcorrector. I was. am sorry. I know. We're gonna we're gonna stop that right here. Um, I've gotten Aaron will tell you I've gotten a little bit better about that. Okay,
2: Aaron. Aaron is shaking his head no, and that is a true story.
3: (laughs) (laughs) The Tampa Bay Buccaneers have found their Tom Brady replacement. Not a very good one, but they've found one. With one preseason game to go, the Buccaneers head coach Todd Bowles has named Baker Mayfield, the starting quarterback for the 2023 season. Mayfield, the number one overall pick in the 2018 draft has been with the Browns, Rams, and Panthers before joining the Buccaneers. He beat out 2021 second-round draft pick Kyle Trask.
1: <laughs> That's one of the worst quarterback battles <laughs> I've ever heard of. Oh, Ky- Kyle Trask?
2: Yeah, He's they like, tried was to in ask the
1: him. R- was in the running for a... Starting quarterback job? That's some
2: amazing. of the reports. I oh, thought he yeah. may he may
3: be the starting quarterback. Apparently, <laughs> he was pretty close, which I don't. Well, I think I know what that they, says. They right?
2: invited me out to training camp after they saw my intramural work at Baylor, but I had to decline to be on your show, Matt. I don't. Wasn't Kyle Trask supposed to be good though? Didn't we have this whole big thing? Where we thought, all right, maybe Kyle Trask, going to be a good quarterback after all. Right when he was getting I don't out of college, have, Florida guy.
1: I don't have any memory. Of us thinking Kyle Trask was going to be something. He's never now, was supposed might... to be good.
3: Okay. No. He's a second-round pick. I don't. Okay.
1: Well, that's, I mean, I again, I I don't really remember him being second-round pick. So I don't either. He was somebody thought he was going to be good. That's absolutely but true.
2: Remember the game that Mayfield had for the Rams? When he came in, and was the star, and, and for at least one game, was really good at football. So maybe they get a flash in the pan, a Gardner Minshew-esque career out of Baker Mayfield. I don't. It could be. It could be worse. You could have. Who oh, is the uh, Desmond Ritter with the Falcons? I'd rather have Baker Mayfield than Desmond Ritter. I
1: would. I would. As a fan, would almost appreciate the upside of Ritter, like to just oh, okay. see maybe That's where fine. this thing goes. Now here's Mayfield saying about about what aaron just talked about i expect to be a starter i know how talented i am i know what type of leader i am now it's just time for the real thing so we're about to have the real games and everybody's excited here um he said he said yeah i mean i'll say this our quarterback room has been playing extremely well this camp between john and Kyle also, everybody pushing each other. So I can't say enough about those guys in that room that we have as a whole. The chemistry's great. Anybody know who John is?
2: Yeah, who's that John we're talking about?
1: Aaron, off the top of your head. Oh, I know who John? it is now. I just found it. You want, uh, it, you want it?
2: John Wolford. Anybody? John Wolford? Oh, I remember him. Uh, W-O-F-F-O-R-D. And he probably played it like... Uh, Matt, that would be W O. L F O R D. Not to overcorrect oh, you. Oh
1: no, no, no! Not I've to overcorrect stumbled you. Stumbled into something. Thank you. Walford was either like Wake Forest or that's Coastal Wolford, Carolina.
2: Not Walford. It's Walford, Matt.
1: <laughs> no, you're thinking about the college. Yes. Oh. I'm just trying to think where. Yeah, that's interesting. John Walford. Okay, the last thing you may have heard,
2: he was taken to the hospital with a neck injury in yeah. August 20th of 2023, so I don't think John Wolford is competing for the starting quarterback job anymore.
1: I can relate to that. Alright, Aaron, what else uh, What else do you have? We got Rangers talk, by the way, coming up at 4 o'clock, but we have time for a couple more headlines. What else do you have for us?
3: Seahawks rookie wide receiver Jackson Smith and Jigba will have surgery to repair a broken bone in his wrist, but still could be ready for the start of the regular season. Of course, told ESPN's Adam Schefter, Smith and jigma was the number 20 overall pick in the NFL draft this last season and was part of a very, very good Seahawks receiving court along with DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett. I don't know why I've blanked on that name, but anyway, they think he'll be back by the first game of the season, they're hoping, but he has had a great camp and he looked really good in the game against the Cowboys, he actually, the play he got injured on was a highlight reel kit.
1: Yeah. He, uh, he does, he he high points the ball. He's an unbelievable player. And Drake, as you probably know, he hails from Rockwall, Texas. He is a Rockwall,
2: former Rockwall Yellow Rockwall, Jacket. Heath?
1: No, oh, no, no. Rockwall, Heath. Rockwall? Yeah, just Rockwall, um, Rockwall. Okay. Heath is actually its own town, Excuse but me. people refer to it as, as right. uh, Rockwall Heath, which is very understandable. But now did you In-Jigba went to Rockwall High? Yeah.
2: What do you think about that? The Seahawks play the Rams in Week One, and the Rams are a bottom three team in the NFL. I don't know. You don't need to play the guy Week One. Save him for Week Two against the Lions, who are predicted to win the uh, win the division.
1: Yeah, I. I think that's fine. I think you're deep enough, and I uh, I think you can do that. Um, by the way, the, the reports yeah. that the Dolphins might trade for running back Jonathan Taylor. Now, Aaron, is that the guy that has come up almost every day? He's always, like, leaving camp? Yes. Who is he with, Indianapolis?
3: <laughs> yes.
10: He's it's like every day you days, look up yeah. and,
1: like, Jonathan Taylor just leaves. So it's like, I've had enough. I'm going to leave today. And then he's like, oh, he's back. Um Raheem Mostert, now that guy is so good, and he was with the 49ers, really like him. He said today, though, he's only focused on what he can do to help the team, not any potential moves the team might make. He said, I'm not worried about another man coming in. I'm worried about perfecting my craft. Good. Hey, good attitude. I like it, uh, but man, I, I like I like that guy Aaron as being a fantasy guy. Drake, you too. Um, Thanks, Matt. Do you think Do you think Raheem? Uh, do y'all think of him as like a solid, true number one running back in the NFL, or just a really great complimentary piece? Drake, go first.
2: Um, not a true number one overall running back. I would not have. I would not draft him in the first or second round of my fantasy draft. I now pass it off to Aaron, who he's nodding happily.
3: <laughs> um, if you're talking about just for fantasy, yeah, no, he's – that backfield, they've got Jeff Wilson Jr. and Devon A. Chain, the rookie. It's already a mess, and they – I doubt they'll trade for Taylor because you'd have to give up a lot. You'd have to sign him to an extension. But, yeah, as far as the other – Running backs, including Mostert, even if he's starting, he won't be a a high draft pick. Now, if he can stay healthy, he's had some really, really good games, and he can contribute to your fantasy team, but um, I don't know what they're going to do with their running backs, so I'm just going to stay away from the Dolphins, unless they trade for Taylor, and then obviously I'd draft Johnston Taylor.
1: Drake and Aaron, Jeff Wilson, Jr., who Aaron just mentioned, from Elkhart, Texas. Elkhart High School in Deep East, Texas. Um, And former Baylor great came from a tiny Elkhart, the Elkhart Elks. His name, defensive tackle John Mosley from 1966 to 1969. That would be my father. Jeff Wilson Jr., as far as I know, the only NFL player to come from Elkhart, Texas just a little background there for you. Just almost too much for you guys to take. Yeah, I'm speechless. Um, I, that was a lot for yeah, me, man. I, yeah, I didn't know we were going to get so fine. deep.
2: That's fine. We talk religion, I, I, politics, family. Yeah, I, it's been a good no, show. Seemed, we're only an hour in. Seemed, seemed like a good nugget,
1: but I kind of like that y'all just let it breathe. <laughs> Sometimes I just let the world have those comments. Now, I I did find this interesting 49ers edge rusher Nick Bosa. Yet to report to the team this summer. We were watching Zach Martin's holdout as he awaits his new contract. And uh, Coach Shanahan uh, said it's going pretty much exactly how I expected it to go. It's kind of just been exactly what I thought. Yeah, I had a feeling it would take this long. Um, As for when the 49ers and Bosa might reach a new deal, Shanahan today said hopefully sooner rather than later. So, we'll see. Great player, number two overall pick of the 2019 uh, draft. In 16 games last season, Bosa led the league with 18 and a half sacks while racking, uh, racking up 19 tackles for loss and 48 quarterback hits. All right. Well, perfect timing. There goes the music. That was our NFL Blitz. Let's get back into some Rangers, and then also, Drake, there's some Baylor stuff you and I need to kind of
6: start hashing out. All of it coming up on the Matt Mosley Show next. ESPN Central Texas is your home of the Texas Rangers.
7: Jeff Hunter Toyota has been part of the Waco community for over 30 years. I'm Amy Hunter, and we believe in its people, and we honor its history. We're proud to call Waco home. That's why we support the Baylor Bears, lend a hand to Fuzzy Friends Rescue, and aid the Waco Goodfellas. We also believe in hard work, the value of a dollar, and providing a quality product. That's what you'll find every day when you shop at Jeff Hunter Toyota.
4: Shop Jeff Hunter Toyota. Toyota
9: quality. Waco Values.
6: Find sports news, streaming, and show podcast at
0: com. Robinson Athletic Booster Club proudly supports the athletics of Robinson High School, a nonprofit organization comprised solely of volunteers that lend a hand and encourage everyone to participate, whether in concession sales, event planning, finances, or even time. Robinson Athletic Booster Club is able to support the athletic program by purchasing equipment, supplies, and providing scholarships. For more information on how you can help, contact Dennis at 254 214 3625. Let's go, Rockets!
9: Locally owned and operated, Prestige Recycling is your hometown shredding and recycling company. They're a step above, bringing easy, community-friendly recycling to the greater Waco area. Offering commercial business recycling services. They take aluminum tin cans, cardboard, glass, paper, and plastic. They also offer community drop-off bins located out front of their offices for recycling. Prestige also offers safe and secure document destruction services to commercial business and residents. Prestige Recycling, located at 5198 South Loop 340 in Robinson.
2: Qualifications and rules apply. See Genco FCU for detail. Warning, free Genco
9: Kasasa checking may lead to a rise in disposable income due to cash back on everyday debit
12: card purchases, refunds on ATM fees, and eliminations of so-called service fees. Increased satisfaction may result while operating your Genco debit card. If you suffer from chronic money loss, search for help at any Genco branch office. This has been a financial health advisory courtesy of Genco FCU.
0: My money, my future, my future.
6: From the Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios, this is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas. Now back to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. All right, the Matt Mosley Show. Drake Toll uh, in
1: place, Aaron Sexton, and uh, boy, good uh, to visit with you guys. Drake, I'm finding out more and more about your talented family as we go. Uh, Somebody even last night.
2: What'd you find out now, Matt? Somebody last
1: night. I know. I know. Now you're going to have to. (laughs) Anyway, I'm just glad to uh, say that I I can't say who my source was, but man, your sister, your younger sister, is a big time recruit. Oh, yeah. um, In the world of softball. And I've got a lot of softball sources because I've kind of that's kind of become a favorite program of mine, and uh, so I was hearing a little bit about this, and so that's kind of cool that uh, that you have a family member that could play uh, at the collegiate level. So we're going to kind of keep an eye on that. And I, but that's interesting because Valonia, I wouldn't think, is like a hotbed for college athletes because it's a very small place in Arkansas. But it's not like yeah. you can't. Go play travel ball in Little Rock and, and areas around there. But, uh, right. Drake, are you handling – I mean, I guess you're not really dabbling in NIL, are you, right now? No, I'm are not. You?
2: <laughs> I'm not. I won't handle her brokerage ship or whatever the word is for yeah. that. She's the number – there there was a ranking that came out at one point. She's number 42 yeah. player in America. Uh, at one point in softball, tore labrum, so she's coming back from that. But, yeah, she she cannot be recruited until 10 days from now. So September 1st of your junior year, schools can start wow. calling you. And if the right school calls, which we are all hoping the right school will call, obviously you can't have contact with anybody, so she hasn't yeah. talked, talked to a single coach, but if the right school calls, then we will have two people in Waco. That The goal is to have the whole Toll family out here in Waco. I So interesting, 1994, one Philip Toll, my father, was drafted by the Toronto Blue Jays in the gajillionth round of the MLB draft. Um, so when I was coming up through through junior high, I got to junior high football practice one day, and Tommy Stevens, my junior high football coach, he's reading off the roster in front of God and everybody, and he gets to my name and he says, Toll. And I stand up and he goes, I mean, it's like he was—he got emotional. He's like Toll is in the great, the great Philip Toll's son. And I said, "Yeah." And he's like, "Wow! I can't, I can't believe it! I can't believe I could i get I had the honor of coaching Philip Toll's son. He was the greatest athlete. He was the best guy in college. He was somebody I looked up to. I cannot." He said that he said these words to me, Matt. He said, "I cannot wait to see you out on the football field." And so we <laughs> we got out on this my eighth grade year. We got out on the field, and about thirty yeah. minutes into practice, he pulls me over during a water break, and he says. I had to, toll right and I said yeah coach it's toll and he goes you sure you're Philip Philip Toll's son <laughs> I said yes <laughs> yeah yeah I mean that's well, that's uh, I knew pretty quick uh sports were not were not always going to be for me but yeah she'd be the first maybe the first division one athlete out of Valonia in two decades three decades
1: and her name is Lila Lila toll Lila Toll. So you and I both have fathers who were great athletes. Yeah, what happened sons? to us, Matt? We're here talking on a microphone. We're kind of middling, middling athletes, but have ended up in broadcasting, and so it's uh, it's all fine. Now, I wanted to get yours. You got J.D. Pakel, who you know really well, oh, and yeah. I, I like J.D. a lot, and and so we'll talk. He's a uh, college football uh, national commentator now, and we'll do that coming up. But before, I was going to talk some Rangers, but I kind of want to do this Baylor thing. I'm kind of curious, as you start to study this roster and think about potential breakout players, do you have any breakout-type Baylor players that aren't like on the Aranda list? You know, it's kind of interesting because we've been hearing, wow, this was the Mike Smith show, all that kind of stuff. I I was glad the other day, by the way, to hear about Gabe Hall who again made Bruce Feldman's Freaks List. Bruce Feldman, who will be on the show today at 5 o'clock, yeah. national writer for The Athletic and on Fox. But that's – that. Gabe Hall is just a an unreal – and oh, you know who else was on there that I thought you would love and Aaron will like this? Gary Bohannon Jr. made the Freaks List, former Baylor great, yeah. and it said he squats over 500 pounds. And that, even as a quarterback, is the third strongest guy on the South Florida football team. I find that kind of stuff just fascinating. Yeah, 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 just all those players that end up on that. But Gabe Hall is on there. Now, there's one other Baylor player. Oh, Monterey Baldwin made it. And that's just flat-out speed, but also strength. He's an incredibly strong player. But, I, you know, and I've got a few... I mean, that guy Gordon has gotten my attention, I'll have to say. I mean, what he was talking, listening to Aranda kind of got me excited about him. But what about thinking of last year and thinking of who's come back this year and and, and the portal? Drake, what
2: what positions or players are you most excited about right now? Matt, I want to do something different. A little bit different. I will give you my, my breakout players, but I want to read some of the names on the Baylor football team because we are so many people in the national media are overlooking Baylor, and there are some big names that have been at Baylor for a long time and some new names to boot. I think Dominic Richardson is going to be a great running back. Then you have Matt Jones, who's a great defender. You and I talked about him before the show. Gabe Hall is the size of a grand piano. T.J. Franklin's been here since I was 14 – Blake Chapin could make the jump at quarterback. If not, Sawyer Robertson's there. Garmin Randolph, Drake Dabney, Kelsey Johnson, Alfonso Allen, Jackie Marshall, who was hurt, but he's still on the team. Jordan Neighbors, Jake Roberts, breakout tight end, book it. Jack Stone, what a great kicker. You're going to like him. Hold on one
1: second. Aaron, did you know he was going to read the entire roster?
2: Well, look, that... all these names are big names, Matt. All these everybody's, <laughs> People have heard these names. It's crazy. <laughs> Yeah, I I think my breakout play, and I I didn't even say Richard Reid. I didn't say Armani Winfield or Monterey Baldwin or Hal Presley or Mike. Well, wait, Smith.
1: who you're you're saying nationally? Nobody. Okay, knows but but if you're a Baylor fan, Allen. no.
2: But if you're a Baylor fan, Alfonso Allen had a sack in the season opener last year. He had a sack as a fresh, true freshman. If you're a Baylor fan, you know a lot of these names. You start to think the way that I did it, Matt. Here's what I did: I went through the roster and I thought I don't really know a lot of these. These aren't really household, quote, household Baylor names. And as I started to read them, I thought, wow, more of these than I thought are guys we've been talking about for a while. And then, like, Bryson Jackson. That's a name we've talked about for a long time. Uh, Now, Tate Williams, the kid that was holding up a a hay bale, you know, when he first got recruited as an offensive lineman. The Barrington brothers. But my guys, Dominic Richardson, the running back, is going to be crazy good. Crazy good. He is going to – people will freak out about it. He is going to start – over Richard Reese this season. This is this is a, like a quasi-forgiveness year. It's a, hey, Richard, sorry we had to really run you, uh, run you to death as a true freshman. Dominic Richardson, who's a, a man-child, is going to get the bulk of the carries at the one. They're going to give Richard Reese a little bit le- They're going to give him a bit of a break. Lean on Dominic Richardson more, who's a little bit older, a little bit more sturdy, reminds me of an Abram Smith. You'll have Richard Reese right there splitting carries with him. Uh, and then obviously the wide receivers. I've got to see something good from Monterey Baldwin. I've got to see something good from Armani Winfield. These guys got to step up. they got to be good. Alfonso Allen booked that name. And then one guy, Matt, one guy. Hold
1: hold up, hold up. I wanted to go back to Dominic. Let's go back. Are you saying this is, is this a Drake Toll, like, special report? I mean, I kind of want to dig in. When you have an interesting thing like this, I want you to dive in. And stay there for a second, Whoa. because that okay. is interesting. Because Richard Reese Was it that big is showing up. No, I'm not even saying. I'm saying Richard Reese. You're saying what do people think out there? What do people think? Well, he's a returner. Yeah, he's shown up on all these watch lists. I think people think that they'll make Richard Reese the starter because he's been here and he's the incumbent. This Dominique. This 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 it, is an interesting. Thought uh-huh. that 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 the Bears and when you say bulk of the carries, which I think you mean is maybe one guy could get eighteen to twenty. Abram Smith and this guy, and then and then you could have like an Ebner type yes. that gets like ten to twelve carries. Is that what you're saying?
2: What a hundred percent. And the reason it's going to be this way, you do not want your 4 a pretty much unheard of at a high school five foot nine hundred eighty pound kid toting the rock two hundred times in a season. Baylor did not want to do that to Richard Reese. They had to do it to Richard Reese. Now you take a guy who's played multiple years of college football, is six foot one, 200 pounds, you plug and play. He gets your 175, 200 carries. Richard Reese falls into the 125, 150 carry category, and you have an Ebner and a Smith, but Dominic Richardson, the much sturdier I don't know if you can say better, but the much sturdier back, the Abram Smith of this, is going to get more – he's going to be the starting running back for Baylor football in 2023.
1: Okay, we got you down. Now, Aaron, when when Drake comes strong with one of these predictions, um, let's write these things down, all right? There'll be receipts, um, or however you – I like when people say that. I don't even really know exactly what it means but i kind of like that um we'll we'll revisit some of these predictions right. but i kind of like that i also like that you brought up and aaron will tell you i I've, I've been in love with this neighbors uh from and that is from rockwell heath by the way that's where jordan neighbors yes. comes from and he's a speedster and you named a lot of the receivers um i mean armani winfield there's so many good ones with cameron and monterey that that you, it, it, it almost like it almost seems like it goes six or seven deep. Now they've had a few people leave and go, hey, I'm not going to have any playing time here. Yeah. I'm going to go ahead and leave. But it it really they have they got a lot at that position. I mean, it's amazing. Some of these names are the same as last year, but they just have so much more. Like I'm a huge Hal Presley guy, and I don't think in all those names you read, I didn't say Hal Presley. Said, no, you said Hal's name. And I just like his size. I like how he high points the ball. I like how physical he is. But, man, I don't. Who who are the starters? Is it Monterey? Keytron Jackson. Keetron, Keetron, Keytron and and Josh. Or is it Hal ahead of Cameron? Hal Presley? I mean, it's really interesting when you start trying to think of. Yeah, who, who do you get on the field? Who are the first three, and could they go four wide? Absolutely, they could. But man, that's that's a great huh. problem to have, isn't it? Well, matter if mean, they go four many... wide,
2: who, who's going to throw the ball to them? What do you? That mean? seemed to be a problem last year. I yeah I, oh. I, I don't think I don't know. I mean, I I don't know what you are going to get out of Blake Shapin. I don't know what you are going to get out of Sawyer Robertson, who has thirteen yards passing. That that's where I I'm not too worried about the receivers this year. A lot of this is going to hinge on. What does Blake Shapin do? You could have four great wide receivers. Is he going to meet expectation? Is Sawyer Robertson going to meet expectation? uh,
1: If he doesn't, if Blake falters early, you you know, I don't think they're going to be that hesitant uh, to do something. I think Blake's in good shape. I think he's going to be ready to go. Now, we don't want to – got our man standing by. That's right. uh, J.D. Piquel. And, uh, and but we've liked J.D. for a long time. You worked with him. Uh, I know you've got some things prepared. Let you guys get back together here. J.D. Piquel
6: from On3, um, he joins us next. Listen to ESPN Central Texas online at CentexSportsFan.com.
9: I realize the complexities of the human body and its ability to
2: heal itself. That's orthopedic surgeon Dr. John Herzog talking about regenerative medicine at QC Kinetics. It's
9: a very well thought out process and they use it in all the professional teams around the world.
2: Regenerative medicine uses healing agents from your own body like your
4: blood or bone marrow, highly concentrated and delivered right to the achy joint. By putting it in the
9: spot where it can't normally get to, you can facilitate healing.
2: At QC Kinetics, they are the nation's leader in this exciting field of medicine. Lasting pain relief with no drugs, no downtime, and no
9: surgery. People are very happy to have an opportunity to get better without going through the entirety of a medical procedure. The
2: old ways of dealing with joint pain are no longer the only ways. Learn more about regenerative options that could help you get your life back. Call QC
4: Kinetics now for a free consultation. Call QC Kinetics, 254-415-4100.
10: That's 254-415-4100. 0154100
6: Listen to the Matt Mosley show online at syntexsportsfan.com
9: The Fifth Street Market and Nursery is Bosque County's premier nursery, greenhouse, and boutique. Discover a variety of indoor and outdoor plants, unique gifts, and local artisanal products at their family-owned nursery and garden center located in Clifton off Fifth Street, Highway 219. Open Tuesday through Saturday 9 to 5 and Sunday 10 to 4. Check them out at fifthstreetmarket.com or on Facebook. Let their passionate team help your vision bloom into reality. Now, back to the Matt
6: Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. On oh, is Matt Mosley, the Matt Mosley Show. Uh, and
1: Drake Toll standing by, Aaron Sexton, J.D. Piquel joining us from On 3 Sports. And um, J.D., I mean, you can just imagine. I just can't, I don't even want to, I just need to turn it over to Drake. I mean, the thought of Drake reuniting, with you but before drake just takes over and 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 y'all can i hey man great to great to have you on and uh, we've missed you around here but we've been excited about seeing all your videos i saw you uh, i saw you doing some georgia talk that was good stuff i was i was trying to pick up if you if there was a, a little bit of a georgia accent that you were throwing down i'd never totally <laughs> noticed that and i almost sensed it but uh, jd welcome uh, welcome to the program welcome to the matt mosley show
14: no, Matt, Drake, I appreciate y'all having me on, man. This is an absolute blast. It is is phenomenal that we're actually one on together, which which is just making my heart joyful. The second that we had college football to talk about. So no, I appreciate that and I'm glad to be on with y'all in the beautiful city of Waco, Texas.
1: All right, Drake. Now you and J D first met. He came in, uh, I guess Drake probably was what, a freshman or sophomore. And uh, JD comes to town. Transfer wide receiver ah. comes in the portal from Cornell, uh, Ivy League guy, smart guy, and 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 he and he hooks up with the uh, the man from Arkansas, another smart guy, I should say, Thank from uh, Valonia, Arkansas. And and JD, was that a uh, was that an immediate match, or did you and uh, ah. did it take y'all a little time? To kind of get the chemistry going, what was your, what do you remember your first meeting with Drake Toll being like?
14: No, man, I remember walking in, and I was this this grad student, like, kind of trying to find my way around, like, just Baylor as a whole and, and the whole deal with trying to get into media. And I, I walked in, I think it was like a, maybe it was a student radio
2: meeting or something. Bruce like Geeson's office like, in the Lariat yes. Student Media Room.
14: Yes. And and Drake is just like immediately one like wheeling a deal and dealing, knows everybody, lights up the room, very, very obviously like the point person and everything. So yeah, it was uh it was very evident early on, like, hey, get to know that guy and we'll probably be okay. So no, it was it was definitely an immediate uh immediate chemistry, if you will. Love it love at first sight, Drake, wouldn't you say?
2: Love at first sight. Yeah, I uh <laughs> well never forget, so when I met J D it was it was in passing and obviously now J D being over at On Three Sports and National, you know, you've talked to guys like Urban Meyer and have some of the biggest names, Kirk Kerbstreet and Sports, on your show over there. And so have your career's taken off. And it's been great to see. But remember that a couple of weeks after we met for the first time, I got the China Spring job. When I did, I my first call was to JD to be my color analyst. And I I called him and I said, Hey, would you do this? And before I could get all the words out, he said yes. He was just, you know, looking for for work here in Central Texas, and we both found it together, and uh, I called him back about a week later. It's the best part. And I was like, hey, man, I uh, found out that the pay is $75 a game, and JD's response was, oh, we get paid for this? He was going to do <laughs> high school color, uh, he's color analyst for free every week for the China Spring Cougars, and I like to think it all started right there, JD.
14: Without a doubt, man. No, it was, it was a blast, and I'm glad I, we talked about this. Not too long ago, on a different platform, but it was sense I was like, I think I was the dead weight for the Cougs. Oh, after no. that, they won two state titles. Like, I'm glad that we broke the curse, and uh, glad to get them some jewelry. But no, pleasure to be on with y'all.
1: All right, and boy, you're putting your predictions out there on on three sports. Your conference championship game predictions. You're already you're already out there with all this stuff, and boy, I these Longhorns. It appears. That you were buying into the hype. I thought a man who watched all this play out would kind of say, I don't know. I'm not (laughs) going to, I'm not going to do what everybody else is doing. But JD, apparently, you do think Sark, both at quarterback, wide receiver, you think he's loaded and it's time for them in their final year to get it done. Um, are you, are you still a little bit skeptical or you just think they've got too much talent? Not to uh, not to win this whole thing this year, at least in the conference.
14: Oh, I'm absolutely both. I mean, t- to your point, kind of going and, and doing uh, what everyone else is doing. I will say, Matt, I think we are. We we're, we're on the earlier end of making our uh, our predictions, so I guess you could say everyone's kind of doing what we're doing. If, if I'm not, uh, I'm not on the line saying that. But uh, no, I mean, when it, when it comes to Texas, in all seriousness, uh, there is one million percent a fear factor that Texas will do something. Uh, very Texas-like, if if that's an appropriate statement to make right now, lose a game they shun not or blow a first-half lead. I think when it, when it comes down to, and y'all know this as well as anybody, at this point in the year, we kind of gotta wipe the slate clean, take a look at the rosters, take a look at what the schedule says, and when you look up and down, you know who they're going to play. Like they're going to have a better roster than probably all but what Alabama and Oklahoma's improved and things like that. But I still don't trust them to be. Superior to what Texas has talent wise. So the talent really isn't the question. I think that the biggest differentiator for me from this Texas team to previous Texas teams is there's so much more depth on this Texas team than I think they've had in the past. And that goes from the receiver room to the defensive side of the ball. I mean, have look at the quarterback room. Like, I think for Texas, if it's not this year, I'm not saying it, it can never happen if it's not this year, but if it's not this year, you start to raise an eyebrow and say, okay, you know, where's this thing going? Because it's not getting easier heading to the SEC. So I like the depth, and I also like the fact that it's, it's a third-year culture. Now, what does that equate to? I guess we're going to get to see. But yeah. I think there's there's really no more excuses for Texas at this point for them not to get it done. And so at this point, I'm, I'm you know, whether it's uh, for better or for worse, I'm, I'm kind of trusting, trusting the, uh, the paper right now, and I think Texas gets it done.
2: JD, every three to five years, it's JD Piquel three sports here on the Matt Mosley show. Every three to five years for UT, we have the same conversation. Oh, every analyst would be stupid not to pick Texas to win the Big 12. And what do they They go seven and six. It's, just, it's what happens. But again, every analyst, you'd be silly with what the, the talent of the squad has not to put them at the top of this league, but you still don't have them. You don't have a single Big 12 team. In your college football playoff, you have Georgia, Michigan, USC, your USC Trojans. And then I find it interesting you have Alabama meeting undefeated Bama, undefeated Georgia, meeting the SEC championship, and they both both make it in. Do you think Georgia repeats? Is this a a third national championship for the dogs who you have in your final four?
14: I do, man. I I think it's Georgia, Michigan. I think Georgia gets, I think it's a three-peat. And it's one of those things, too. Like we look at where Georgia is right now. uh, I'm actually prepping for a, a segment tomorrow, and one of the, like the key talking points is, hey Georgia, if, if they don't look like a national championship caliber team in September or October, like I right. would be very very slow to define them or call them, you know, a, a certain team that's not going to you know win the SEC or whatever, just because uh, they're breaking in some new pieces at some really important spots, right? Like the OC spot, you have Mike Bobo now from Todd Munkin, you got Carson Beck playing quarterback from that's in Bennett riding off into the sunset. And I mean, that that may take a second to mesh, but the schedule is situated for them to where they don't need to play their best ball till November. And they bring back 70% of that production on defense, even with all they lost to the NFL, like it, just going back to what we know right now in August, it's very, very difficult for me to pick against, you know, what George is bringing to the table here. And I, I truly, I don't think the offense misses too much of a beat when they, when they hit meaningful games against Ole Miss and Tennessee towards the end of the year. So I like the dogs, and if, if anyone's going to repeat, I think it's Kirby and Company.
1: Well, you can see JD with all the uh, the the hand gestures uh, in <laughs> it, on three, the Georgia helmet behind him. <laughs> oh, he awesome. just kind of got that he's got that look about him, and he and he, and t- sometimes some of these videos, JD, who's obviously still working out, will put a fairly tight T-shirt on something something (laughs) jd i would never try but i respect it and uh and you get carson beck is the guy at georgia saying but rent is going to be due every week it's always interesting when there's this power like georgia and like a name like carson beck is new to some of us now i'm sure he's like some kind of five star and he's going to be great and all of that because it seems like a plug-in play but isn't that interesting when you do kind of have to go listen if this guy's not good to go there's probably two other great ones waiting in the fold is that the case like how sold are you on that georgia quarterback
14: yeah i mean for starters first i'll get both of y'all fitted for some some t-shirts then we'll figure out how to get this to you to make you know to kind of recreate that over there and uh in Waco. But, no, in regards to your question, <laughs> I mean, they, they, they're just – they're so loaded. and I mean, like you saw, we, we saw Oklahoma a couple of years ago with Spencer Rattler. The minute he underperformed against Texas, it was like, well, we got this other kid, Caleb Williams, he's he's pretty okay. We're going to throw him in there and, and get his feet wet and then never look back. So, I mean, I, I do think that Carson Beck will go wire to wire. Like, I think he's going to be the guy for them. But I think the, the deal with Georgia and the way that Kirby has now – elevated that brand on the recruiting trail like that that's part of why you sign up to go to Athens whereas you know for a lot of teams it's hey come here you'll play pretty early you're going to be our guy you know for for Kirby he's saying well we have two other five stars we have a four star and a five star in that room come play come see where you stack up and at the very least you're going to get the most out of your abilities and you'll find out how good you could truly be and uh, and I think that's kind of where they are in the quarterback right, room right now. I mean, common sense would probably tell you, with the other two studs they got coming from the high school ranks, with Dylan Royal and Ryan Puglisi both being top ten guys um, in their respective classes. Like, you know, the, the law of nature says you probably can't keep everybody in that room. But for Carson Beck, man, if there's any slip up for him, he's not going back to his room at night saying hey, it's great being the quarterback in Georgia. Man, it feel, feels good to be QB1. He's saying, I got to bring it tomorrow because I got two other cats in that room that, that want to take my job and are good enough to do so if I don't bring it. So uh, I do think it goes wire to wire, but but I think it is one of the situations where there's so much talent, it's going to elevate everybody's play.
2: J.D., I want to hop back to Big 12 country where you and I shared a desk for – Nine months on a six months on a radio show, a few months on a pregame show, and got to work day to day. And just, again, just an, an unbelievable program and an opportunity to get to work and grow with you. And I know you've got roots over here still in Waco, somewhere the place you got married, Waco, Texas. And yeah, brother, I, the Big Twelve now with Colorado and BYU and Arizona, Arizona State, and Utah and UCF and Houston. Know, the list goes on of these new teams in this league. Deion Sanders seems like a big dog to own this thing. BYU's got a huge brand. Utah is winning Pac-12 championships every year. Who who's the big dog of this new eight teams making up the Big Twelve in 2024?
14: I don't know about y'all. I am I am fascinated by UCF as long as Gus Malzahn oh. is
1: there.
14: I mean, just just to be just to be in the state of Florida and to have all the talent in that state surrounding them, and now they've got that Power Five brand there. I got Power however many conferences we're going to have kind of branding to go in and, you know, take to Miami and to, you know, Tampa and to, you know, just insert whatever school you want to that's in their 100 to 200 mile radius. Like they're going to be able to recruit, I think at a really elite level. And also like, it's going to be a tough trip for teams to take to, to, go all the way down to Orlando and play in the bounce out. Like that's not going to be a, a leisurely trip, both from a travel standpoint and from a game day experience. So I think, I think as long as Gus Malzahn is there and as long as, as, you know, UCF is able to have some kind of success early on to build upon and, and to market to recruits, I think they're going to be a force here uh, in the next couple of years. I mean, even this year with John Rice Plumley, like if he's able to kind of take that next step, which is kind of the everyone's favorite buzzword, everyone's favorite phrase right now, if the quarterback takes the next step, you know, but I mean, with, with him and how mobile he is and, and how he fits in that offense, uh, I think they could do some really good things.
1: It doesn't sound like a bluegrass singer or something John Reese Plumley um it just seems like <laughs> he old could friend be of a mine, guy Matt.
2: I got to tell that story sometime Who is that John Reese Plumley Rice Plumley yeah yeah John Rice Plumley good guy really good guy smart guy too you would JD
1: like him. I mean is this do you know about this friendship with the UCF quarterback Have you heard this story
14: Man I, I don't but I don't doubt it for a second
1: Okay, no. I, I mean we, we we can't do this right now JD, but I do I do want to hear <laughs> Rainy about day. this. Any day. Uh JD Pacheco on 3 Sports with us. What do you think about the Bears this season? X-factor type team in the Big 12 and are you sold on shaping? Blake Shapin, that he can learn from what happened last season and bounce back and maybe show some of that promise that made the Bears decide to go with him? Over Gary Bohannon, where are you kind of on the uh, on the shaping? Are you on the bandwagon? Or are you back on it? What are you? Are you kind of in wait and see mode?
14: No, I am. I'm, I'm on the bandwagon for now. I mean, I, I think and Drake, you could attest to this as well. Probably, probably you as well, Matt. The day that he stepped in in that Big 12 title game, there's obviously a little bit of the factor of okay, well, there's not much film on him, so maybe that plays to his advantage. But like that was an enormous spot. And he just looked like he belonged and he was dealing. I mean, I don't remember what his stat line was in the first half, but it was nearly perfect. Um, and so so much of the it factor with Blake Chapin, I think, is still there. I kinda have a hard time buying that he somehow just regressed from that point. Forward this past season, I think the real thing we saw last year, y'all, was just the lack of weapons he had around him compared to what he had in that Big 12 title game. I mean, no no Tyquan Thornton, no Abram Smith, no Drew Estrada. Like there was no guy that was kind of the alpha dog wide receiver. And so in that way, I mean, I love what Baylor did in the portal, went to Arkansas and gotten themselves a, a receiver from from your hometown Razorbacks, Drake. I mean, they seem like they are are very high on him from what I understand. Um, I'm curious to see how they surround him I know Monterey Baldwin's a guy I know he's got some juice and he's a he's a speedster but I'm just wondering if a true number one wide receiver shows himself this year how much that elevates his play so I, I think that's the big thing for Blake Shepard. and I think he's got it I'm just curious what they do around him
2: that's good that's a great segue from the conversation Matt that you and I just had about the receiver room and who starts uh but JD, man, I, I could tell stories all day. I especially when I, I kept telling people you had three touchdowns in the season opener for Cornell, but it actually said three touches. I just misread the uh the Cornell game book. Also, you would listen to Marty Smith's book every Friday to get ready for high school football broadcast. Marty Smith's high school football bro- or high school football book. Uh, and that's where I want to go. Friday night is coming up. to Spring Cougars. Other area teams are getting ready to kick things off here, many of which will be on our family of stations. Uh, your experience with the Cougars, high school football in Texas, do you, do you still get those jitters, and do you miss it now being out in Nashville covering the college game?
14: Man, I'll tell you this. So my wife is actually out of town this Friday. She's going back to Texas to see her mom for her birthday, for her mother's birthday, that is. Okay, okay. And so I, I have Friday off during the college football season. Obviously used very, very loosely. Uh, my my main mission this Friday is to find a high school football game to go to and be in attendance for. Yeah. Uh, because, Drake, I mean, you, you know this. There, There's just there's nothing like it, man. Saturdays are incredible. Saturdays in the fall are second to none. But there's something also about just fall Fridays in, in any given town in the state of Texas. So I'm going to go see how it measures up in the state of Tennessee or if we got to drive to Georgia to go see some studs. But to answer your question directly, 1,000% uh, miss it. It's, there, there's nothing like it that is hilarious that you remember. Yeah, man, I'd pop in the audio book and listen to Marty Smith's chapter about his high school football experience. I mean, yeah. it's, just, it's, 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 it's nothing short of magic. So uh, no, absolutely looking forward to a high school football season and looking forward to tuning in to some China spring games, man. and hearing you on the Michael. Okay?
2: Always welcome at Cougar stadium, JD.
14: I appreciate that. I appreciate that. I'm gonna have to make good on that one of these days. J.D.,
1: uh, we appreciate it. I would like On3Sports to do more Ivy League talk, and I think like a (laughs) Cornell-Princeton-type preview. I could see you maybe doing some stuff with that. Just kind of a weekly quick hit, sponsored by one of those big Ivy Leaguers. So don't – I know you're way into the SEC now. What, Gators and Utes, by the way? Won't that be interesting? I think the Gators are coming to Salt Lake City. Let's see how they do in that altitude you'll keep an eye on that then the utes of course come to waco but just give that some thought a little ivy league talk on on three uh sports
14: yeah you know i mean it, it's uh it is a supply and demand game so we'll see if we can get some uh some demand but uh, i think this is a good start and we definitely have the supply for uh for those looking for it but no i, I mm-hmm. appreciate that Matt. Yeah. absolutely will uh be a fun season man
1: Okay, text me any advice, kind of how to to work with Drake, any secrets that you have. Good luck. So far, far he's been extremely shy, really having trouble. The only time he's (laughs) ever gotten quiet on me, I made some point about my father's uh, collegiate history, and I thought it was kind of a neat nugget, and he just vanished on me. It was was sentimental. It was real sweet. I I, I think he just wanted to let the moment Breathe a little bit, your moment. Which man. I I don't know if that's what Drake's known for, but um, man, so far so good. And JD, you and Drake did some really fun things together, and uh, it'll be fun. We need to. Drake though loves he likes being on video, so the thought of tr- a true radio without a camera I think is bothering him. God, so bless. I give him. I bet he can go like one more okay. week, and then he'll have a he'll have a camera on himself up there. JD, do you agree with that?
14: I mean, when you when you're a good-looking guy like Drake, stop, you he guys. Never finds you, you know what I'm saying? I mean, it just it, it is what it is. So, uh, in terms of advice, though, working with Drake, I would say let's stock up on all the caffeine we can and make sure Superman's got his fuel. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like that was that's another memory I remember Drake from the press box, like that. There there were pre-game gas station runs to make sure the crew had their insert whatever energy drink. You want to put in there so that that would be the only uh the only pro tip i would have but man i am i am fired up as soon as y'all show routinely um two of the best in the industry and and i'm excited to uh to make sure i'm locked and loaded with y'all so thank you all for having me on man this this has been a fun yeah kind of interesting
1: the atos would just have caffeine they were used to be known for having other things in their drinks up uh, jd great to uh oh, great great, great,
2: great <laughs> <to> fire <laughs> and <laughs> shot aaron can we go back to when jd called me good looking JD, and clip that please uh,
1: jd appreciate you buddy you're doing great work and we'll talk to you soon
14: i appreciate y'all man we'll do this again real real soon y'all are awesome thanks JD.
1: there he goes jd piquel and uh he's a uh, good guy good friend of drake's and so glad to have him involved i mean go sell it drake you're you're like a, I mean you're a big time sales guy as well go sell a spot for jay we'll just have jd on once a week i Uh mean he's really he's really he did call me good
2: looking matt you hear that again aaron do we have that clipped aaron's recording
1: no aaron aaron has no interest in finding that and i think that's (laughs) i think that's a wise move okay it is time though for something we call
6: campus confidential it is next
9: Morrison's Gifts, Waco's oldest family-owned gift store, has moved. Visit their new expanded location a few feet from their old space. Enjoy a new shopping experience with new product arriving weekly. At Morrison's, you'll find great Texas and American products like John Hart leather goods, consuela bags and purses, locally sourced gourmet items, and great gift items for babies and kids. Can't decide? They specialize in designing custom gift baskets, local delivering and shipping anywhere. That's Morrison's Gifts at the corner of Valley Mills and Waco Drive, close to Jason's Deli.
6: You're listening to ESPN Central Texas, live from the Allen Samuel Studios.
12: At Bush's Chicken, we understand how stressful life can be at times. There's work, getting kids to and from school, ball games, and other extracurricular activities. That's why we make ordering at Bush's Chicken quick and easy with the fastest drive-thru service you will ever experience. You can leave the cooking to us, save time, and still feed your family a solid meal. On your way home, stop by today and get the best chicken, the best tenders, and the best tea at the best value. Bush's Chicken, simply the best.
5: In business since the 1940s, Alamo Steel of Waco delivers over 30,000 tons of steel nationwide every year. And now they're looking to grow their team. They're hiring fitters, welders, machine operators, maintenance and electrical technicians, and supervisors for their plant. Day and evening shifts are available. After 90 days of full-time employment, Alamo Steel offers a comprehensive benefits plan including medical, dental, vision, short and long-term disability, life insurance, 401K and more. Full-time positions offer 40 plus hours per week. PTO begins day one of full-time employment. Hourly employees are paid weekly. At Alamo Steel, they believe in above average pay to attract well-qualified individuals. Apply in person Monday through Friday, 8 to 5, 2784 Old Dallas Road, one block off I-35 in Lacey Lakeview. Campus
9: Confidential is sponsored by Jim Turner Chevrolet. Jim Turner Chevrolet is just a heartbeat away in McGregor, and they will treat you like family. It's time for Campus
6: Confidential, our daily look at college football news. Here's your host, Matt Mosley. Boy, you you know it, you love
1: it. Campus Confidential. A reminder, Bruce Feldman and his college football freaks list coming up at the top of the hour five o'clock drake you'll that's what people in radio love saying more than anything else the top of the hour the hour <laughs> you no know, people don't even most people don't even know what it means but people Thanks, just love to say at the top of the hour all right um aaron as we get ready for some campus confidential what do you have for us sir
3: couple of colleges naming starting quarterbacks, Georgia Tech included, and it is a familiar name. Oh, no. Former Texas A&M starting quarterback, Haynes King, will now be the starter for Georgia Tech. King, who opened each of the past two seasons as the Aggie starter before transferring in December, had been competing with redshirt freshman Zach Pyron, Coach Brent Key said, after naming <sighs> Haynes King the starter for the – Georgia Tech, Tech,
2: both of those familiar names. Matt, are you upset that Zach Pyron's not starting at Georgia Tech? Well,
1: only because the former Baylor commit and probably one of the many yeah. high school recruits that you fell in love with. It. Oh, I yes. think that's one of the things we've talked about before you came on the show. Was yeah. I think I've I've told you, man, you got to guard your heart. I think think I you learned a tough lesson with the young Novosad. Pyron was a 2022 commit. Kyron Drones, what I kind of really wanted to see was Pyron to get to start somewhere, Drones get to start somewhere, Bohannon, and then even Jacob Zeno, who's, by the way, going to start for UAB this year. I think that's right. I think he's going to be the starter. I believe so. And uh, that would make – and then I want the guy at Texas State to become
2: the starter. Who's
1: the Um, guy at Texas
2: State? Rodgers, C.J. Why there are Why, was that five, six names of guys that are active college quarterbacks and yes. these teams? And Charlie yes. Brewer has a year of eligibility left. He's 28, but he, <laughs> he might as well come back. I don't understand how so many guys have come in and out the revolving door of Baylor quarterback in the last two years, Matt. Two years. Yeah, it's kind of wild. And, you know...
1: Haynes King. Now that's interesting. A and M. I remember people being excited about him. And is that the guy who led them to a win over Alabama? Alabama wasn't. Yeah, yeah. So that Alabama. was a big moment uh, a in his career. Georgia State's been. Or Georgia Tech's been really bad at football. But again, yeah, it's just weird. I mean, I liked. I mean, I'd have to look. Where's uh, Where's Drones? Virginia Tech. Yes. That's correct. I don't know who their starter is there. We know Bohannon's going to start. We know Zeno's going to start. What's interesting, by the way, is Texas State has like a – I don't know if it's deep or just interesting. They have an interesting group of quarterbacks, including C.J. Rogers, Malik Hornsby, former Arkansas Arkansas player, and was a a four-star recruit. And then they have a guy who played at LSU. They have a former LSU quarterback on their roster, so Texas State has somehow put together wow. a really fascinating group of transfers. If there's one thing I love discussing, as you'll find, it's like these transfer quarterbacks who end up all over the place. But you're right, Baylor has had a half of interesting, them. an interesting time with his quarterbacks, and you just can't you can't get a guy like Drones to stay and wait his turn O'Hannon oh, stayed waited his turn played beautifully and then lost the job
2: yeah well that's I mean, the, well, think, that, let's think yeah. about it matt you tell a kid to sit on the bench and wait his turn then you give the kid his turn and then you tell him to enter the transfer portal to give another kid their turn i Correct. get it you know kyron drone saw that and said why would i sit around and do that so i get it i got it i went from like Thinking
1: drones really didn't have a chance to seeing him in that one game, and they lost that game, and watching him kind of sling around and West how big he was, yeah, and, and he half. made a he made a big mistake, you know, at yeah. the end of that game. But still, I, I saw enough where I thought, whoa, whoa, wait a second, wait a second, we got something here. And quite honestly, he was never to be heard from again. Pyron, as I recall, loved Baylor was trying to recruit part of that 2022 class to Baylor and then whatever reason decide either Baylor soured on him or he soured on Baylor or maybe both of those are true and he kind of moved on about his business and I think that's correct me if I'm wrong didn't he try to kind of come back to Baylor and I think the Bears
2: had moved on and said we're a we're okay. Here. Yeah, there were murmurs of that. I don't know how much of that yeah. was public, but yeah, the, the whole thing you just explained is the a very similar situation with Austin Novosad. Guy goes out and recruits other players, and then and then doesn't go to Baylor. I don't know. I don't know. It's, Baylor has not had. a – I miss. I miss Seth Russell. That's, that's where I sit for the last ten years. <laughs> Seth Russell. I mean, that's a
1: that's a blast for the past. Who's the Seth last Rus- one? You know, Seth Russell's I mean, thirty five years old. Well, I know. Stidham was. Certainly, Didn't extremely talented. Who's the bet? You're saying. Wait,
2: what's your question? Well, Who's well, the- you know, Stidham's another great example of a guy who was spectacular and never played for the Baylor Bears. The last, the last really reliable quarterback in ten years, Matt. This this QBU that was built so long ago, and I just I don't uh, know.
1: I, I Charlie, Charlie
2: certainly had his moments. I know he got beat
1: up, but yep. I think I think that Sugar Bowl team. And and even that year before, I'm trying to remember that year before. I think we can give Charlie some reliability points. Seven and, and six. And then I the would before, say yeah. I would say Bohannon was extremely reliable. And he
2: doesn't play here anymore, right? Oh, That's I know thing, it. You know? But I mean,
1: if yeah, if your question is who was reliable, I think he was. Might be. And well. they and they went away from him,
2: right? They did. And it might be Seth Russell was the last guy who was just a Baylor bear through and through. Even the reliable ones, you know, Brewer was the portal. And then Bohannon's in the portal, and then you know we'll see what Blake yeah, Chapin does. But
1: both of those guys were asked to leave. Basically, yes, they were, they were told we're yes. moving on from you. And what is so? I, mean, I, uh. I think both of those guys are true Baylor Bears, just in my in my opinion. But that's good stuff. I was glad that dog, that broke out that way. Now I got to look at my. Uh, okay, Aaron, what else do you have for us, sir?
3: By the way, uh, I made no promise not to correct. And since I get to correct both of you, it was Zach Calzada that led A&M to the win oh. over Alabama, not Haynes oh, King.
2: Oh, Aaron, it's my second day. He is
3: also currently at Incarnate Word. I don't know if you remember, he transferred oh. to Auburn last year, did not win the starting job. So he is at his Calzada. third school in three years. Yes, Zach Calzada.
1: Interesting. Haynes King Incarnate did Word. something. I think he just started at A&M for a little bit and then kind of, kind of petered out. But, uh, Aaron, you're fine. that's fine. I, I like a good correction.
3: <laughs> Arizona State also named uh, their starting quarterback for the season opener, true freshman Jaden Rashada. If that name sounds familiar, that was the young man who signed initially with Florida because of a lucrative NIL deal. That NIL deal fell through, and then he went to Arizona State. He will start the uh, Sun Devils home opener August 31st against Southern Utah.
2: And they might lose that game. That's a bad football program. Getting them into, they couldn't win with Herm Edwards, Matt. And now they have a true freshman at starting quarterback. Uh, not excited to see them in the Big 12.
1: Yeah, although Herm Edwards, I mean, that was a disaster. Everything that kind of happened there in the scandal, which somehow he didn't get fired over. They still have that same AD who seems like a little bit of a joke, Ray Crow? Anderson. Ray Anderson. No, the president's, the president's uh, Michael Crow. Mike Crow. But yeah, He's the. Bad. Uh, but I kind of like their coach now, and they're hitting. They're they're recruiting Texas, and they're starting to put some pretty decent players there. I I think that's a. There's a lot of room to grow at that place, but I think it'll be I think it'll be really interesting to see who takes the step forward in the next couple of years between Arizona and Arizona State. If if either one if, if you know if either one does it. It's kind of interesting that also that's Mack Rhodes alma mater and where he grew up in Tucson and he's now going to be in a conference with his alma mater yeah, sure, sure. And, and where he grew up and where his folks still live. And a lot of, like a, one of his siblings, and he's got a lot of attachment to that. Who will be better between Arizona and Arizona State? We know in basketball, Arizona will win that. Football almost kind of feels like a dead heat.
2: Be a good topic for tomorrow's show, Matt.
1: Write that down. <laughs> yeah, that, that'll be good. Aaron is riding All right. away. All right, Aaron, um, I think we need to run because uh, we do have Bruce Feldman The famous college football writer, uh, broadcaster, and uh, Drake Toll has to go back. He's got to close some deals. Uh, Drake, excellent job, as always, and uh, very appreciative of your work today. And that, uh, boy, that J.D. Pacquiao, he was great. Appreciate it, Drake, and we will talk to you at 3 o'clock tomorrow.
2: Aaron gave me two hugs today, Matt. Let's see what happens in the morrow. Thanks. (laughs)
1: Yeah. Let's see. Let's see where that goes. One of the great love affairs in radio seems to be blooming uh, there at our studios at, uh, in Waco.
6: They're on Bagby Avenue. All right, Bruce Feldman is next. ESPN Central Texas is your flagship station for Baylor athletics
4: neighbor i saw your license plate welcome to texas thanks i'm gonna need a bigger mower for this lawn seems like everything's bigger here (laughs) it sure is and we're saving up for a big pool well then you're gonna need a high yield savings account with eecu it has a rate of 4.5 percent apy with no minimum balance and no monthly fees 4.5 (laughs) percent that is big yep we've done our banking with eecu for years and we added a high yield savings account just last week it was fast and easy to open online just call 800-333-9934 or go to eecu.org slash 450 save and open your account in under five minutes wow Uh, what'd you call them (laughs) eecu yeah that's right they've been helping texans grow their savings for over 85 years you can't go wrong with the ecu and a 4.5 percent apy plus you can take your money out anytime you need it thanks for the tip uh you don't know any good fishing spots do you federally insured by ncua apy's annual percentage yield membership requirements and terms and conditions apply visit eecu.org 450 save or call 800-333-9934 for details
8: Boy, is it hot outside. Did you know that you can tell the temperature by counting a cricket's chirps? Did you know that heat waves can actually make train tracks bend? Or that a 2003 heat wave turned grapes to raisins while still on the vine? Hi there, it's the Foundation Doctor again. During this season of extreme heat, the soil is shrinking, the ground is moving, and we're seeing a lot of foundations starting to move around. Are you seeing new cracks in your walls? Is your shoulder sore from prying that pesky door open? Don't let your home suffer from heat exhaustion. At The Foundation Doctor, we've been curing these elements for many years, and we have the right prescription for you and your home. We have more experience and repair options than anyone in town. So when it comes to your greatest asset, trust The Doctor. We'll get you back on level in no time. Give The Doctor a call today at 863-8800 or look us up on the web at INeedTheDoctor.com. So for doors that are sticking and cracks in your walls, The Foundation Doctor will make a house
5: smoke.
6: Flinging a green and gold worldwide on the web at syntechsportsfan.com.
9: There are lots of reasons to own a golf cart, get around the neighborhood, cruising the lake at campground. Perfect for light duty on the farm or work site. And you can't run a festival without a golf carts. Oh yeah, and golf cars are pretty great for playing golf too. There's lots of reasons to own a golf cart, but only one best place to buy one. Mission Golf Cars in Waco off Highway 6 at Bagby has the largest selection of Easy Go golf cars for sale, rent, lease, or repairs in Central Texas. Check us out online at missiongolfcars.com. And remember, at Mission Golf Cars, quality always comes standard.
4: For over 30 years, you've counted on the family of D'Amore Fine Jewelers to make life's most precious memories unforgettable. D'Amore specializes in full custom designs, including custom CAD renderings, 3D wax printing, and a team of friendly custom jewelry experts. D'Amore Fine Jewelers will be there for your custom engagement ring when she says yes, and for the next 30 years. Thank you for choosing DMRA Fine Jewelers. You'll find gifts for the whole family, jewelry, candles, home decor, and wind chimes at China Spring Country Store. They're also an
9: official Purina dealer, featuring bagged and bulk animal feed for all of your farm animals and pets. China Spring Country Store is also the place to find deer protein, deer corn, and deer feeders, outdoor furniture, plus farm and ranch supplies, including gates, panels, and fencing. Go by and say hello to Taylor, Melissa, and the gang at China Spring Country Store. 9030 China Spring Highway and at ChinaspringCountryStore.com.
6: From the Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios, this is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas.
0: Welcome back to the Matt Mosley Show. The presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show is Central National Bank, your leading independent bank with locations in Waco, Temple, and Austin. Also sponsored by Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram, Barnett Contracting, Baylor Line Foundation, Jim Turner Chevrolet, Marineland Boating Center, Schmalch's Sandwich Shop, The Baylor Club, Time Manufacturing, Witt Building Supplies, and UBO Business Services. And now, ladies and gentlemen, here's Matt Mosley.
1: On his Matt Mosley show ESP in Central Texas. Bruce Feldman, I've known him for many years, uh, joining the Matt Mosley Show, Fox, The Athletic. And Bruce, your freaks list came out last week. I mean, it's always fun. And at this point, you've done it long enough where I bet there's a lot of lobbying that happens. You talk to scouts, coaches, agents, now the NIL world. Um, this is a very coveted list. And uh, so I appreciate you being on with us. And, and I bet it's always fun after you put it out there, you got people and, and you can start hearing from people that say, well, this guy should have been on it. And there's probably people that don't make the cut. Uh, Bruce, welcome back to the uh, Matt Mosley show.
15: Thank you, Matt. It's great to be on with
1: you. Yeah, it's, uh, it's fun. Now you, when you first started, it was like a list of 10. And I don't know how long that took you. Now, hundred and one members of the freaks list. Um, I would think this takes quite a while during the off season. Do you, does it? Basically, do you start compiling it almost right after you release it each year, and like all your visits, and when you go to call a game? Like, um, is it basically a year-round business at this
15: point? It has become that, Matt. I I really think. You know, it's something that I'll keep a separate file where I'm just kind of adding to it. And then once we get into spring football, it's starting to ramp up. You know, I'll talk to coaches, talk to strength coaches, talk to SIDs. And then as we get to the summer, um, you know, what's been a great resource for me, I found out probably when I first became a sideline reporter for Fox probably seven, eight years ago, uh, I'm on the field in the pregame, you know, for a couple hours before kickoff you know, talking to coaches and, and whatnot. And the people who are out there at the same time are NFL scouts. And I had, you know, a bunch of scouts over the years would come up and start talking to me always about my freaks list. And, you know, it was very flattering. And then the conversations, you know, kind of were ongoing. And I realized these guys are also going to be, you know, have proven to be a great resource. I mean, Jim Nagy, who does a great job running the senior bowl um, you know, there last year I probably had a three hour phone call with him and and his staff. And this year I had it wasn't as long as three hours, but similar. And um it's just great to trade trade notes. And I feel like one of the things that has really emerged from this, and I didn't really think of it when I started doing Freaks List almost twenty years ago, but in the last, you know, ten years or so, is it has turned out to be um you know a great piece for people who really they may not even be huge college football fans they may be big nfl fans and obsessed with the draft that's you know that happens whatever nine months later but i think for a lot of people this is the first chance they'll they'll hear about some of some names who they may hear about a lot more as the draft process ramps up and that's been a really cool thing to be a part of
1: should you do like an announcement show for the freaks list i mean i i feel like with your fox connections all the podcasting you do i mean i think people would kind of tune in to something like that if you uh, as uh, i mean that to me that would be some kind of fun programming it does, uh, uh i guess you're already doing enough broadcasting during the year you may not want to do a whole nother tv show but i think there may be something there bruce
15: yeah, you're probably right. I mean, maybe there's some meat left on the bone there, so to speak. But, you know, one thing that I've, I've loved about this in the last few years is, you know, the people can go to the story on The Athletic and they will see like video of some of these amazing, you know, feats that some of these guys can do, whether mm-hmm. it's, you know, a short shuttle run that would blow away the NFL combine record that people were like, now that can't really be true. And then they can put a stopwatch on it themselves if they want, or... You know, Chris Jenkins, whose dad was a great player in the NFL. He's a D lineman at Michigan taking a 170 pound dumbbell and doing what's called the Turkish getup. And when you watch it, you're like, that's insane to see him actually do it. And just to see the video of it, like when we first started doing this back in the old ESPN days, you know, the idea of having video with it. I don't know if the technology was altogether there anyway, but it was just just wasn't really a thought. Now it's something mm-hmm. where I realized People will see it and grab on, gravitate to it, and it's just a great way to to draw more eyeballs into the story. All right,
1: like Thor Griffith stood out to me, number eight on the list. Harvard man, state champion wrestler, and a youth hockey standout to the point where he was at a pretty high level. Somehow, kind of like in a Bruins type feeder type system. I mean, that is. it's kind of fascinating and somebody was quoted saying basically from the ivy league we haven't blocked him like in like two seasons or something like that um that's uh, that's just kind of interesting that it translates a guy who has that background could be this good at football and and then you wonder you start extrapolating and go okay is that going to work in the nfl like is he that level and i guess you just never know for sure but uh, when, did, when did Thor get on your – and what a great name for somebody on the freaks list. I just feel like that's a uh, – Thor deserves to be on the uh, freaks list, and it's icing on the cake that he's got all this unbelievable ability.
15: Yeah, he, he was somebody who got on my radar um, last summer. And I had a guy on the freaks list in the top 20 last year, also me, Andre Yoshivas, great track athlete who's from Hawaii, who was at Princeton, and I don't think many people knew about him until we, you know, wrote about him a lot last year in Freak's List. And I think he was number 15. He ended up getting drafted by the Bengals, and he's generated some buzz with the Bengals now, in, you know, in their camp. And Thor was a guy I heard from some of the Ivy League coach contacts I had. And then, you know, I was like, is this guy for real kind of stuff? And he was on the list last year in the top 50. And then, you know, I kept in contact with him, and he would give me updates on what he's been doing, and then I would talk to you know, one of the coaches I knew there. He was like, yeah, he did this, this, and this. I mean, for people who follow the combine, they know benching 200, 225 pounds, anything more than 40 times is a lot. For him to do is an incredible amount. For him to do 45 times, that would be one of the most in the history of the combine, but also at 320 pounds now. You ran a four nine five forty. 40. I mean, that is moving. And, you know, if he does what he's done at Harvard in the training and the testing side, you know, he is going to create a lot of buzz in the, at the combine and in the draft process. And I'm not saying he's going to be, you know, a top, you know, a first round pick, but I suspect he'll be a guy who will get drafted because mm-hmm. He is relentless. He's an incredible worker and he is really explosive and strong. And look, you know, there's a team not that far from from where you guys are based, Matt, that spent a first round draft pick on somebody who they think will be tough to get out of the you know, to root off the line. And Mozzie Smith, this guy's not quite as big and he's certainly not as long, but he is a powerhouse. And I think, you know, if he's a late round pick, it wouldn't surprise me.
1: Where was Mozzie, do you remember, off top of your head, on the uh, freaks list in the past? Mazi Did he
15: Mozzie num- was number one last year. Wow. Um, strength numbers and power numbers were, were mind-blowing. You know, at 337 pounds. And, um, you know, I've had a run of, of Big Ten D linemen because the year before, his old teammate Aiden Hutchinson was actually number two. He obviously went two in the draft. Um, you know, so there's been guys... Guys like that, but just you know, he was a different kind of different kind of freak than than Aiden Hutchinson, whose shuttle times were were pretty remarkable for being that tall. He was strong, but not not like Mozzie strong. Like the stuff you know, for people who look back at last year's freak list, the stuff that Mozzie was doing, you know, nobody had done at Michigan before in terms of just being that strong and that powerful. So,
1: Bruce Feldman on the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas, Gabe Hall a two-time member of the Freaks list at Baylor. Uh, It's interesting because he caught your eye a couple of years ago. He's back on the list. His production, some of these guys' production almost doesn't live up to how unbelievable they are, uh, which is kind of interesting because once you're on the Freaks list, I think people are kind of like, well, I expect more from this guy. I expect more sacks, more game-changing plays. But, again, you're not trying to project how great they're going to be production-wise. It's kind of like, is this an athletic freak? How did kind of Gabe Hall – how do you remember him first getting on the list? And, and of course, he now remains on the list.
15: Yeah, a super strong guy in a 500-pound bench. Usually guys who are like that have arms as long as probably Thor does, You know, if they, you know, where it's not like having to go that far. He's really long. He runs, you know, he's got really good top-end speed, running about 20 miles per hour at 6'6", almost 300 pounds. And so he was, he's definitely somebody who's been intriguing talent to see if he puts it together all together on the field. You know, sometimes guys, you know, I had a guy a couple of years ago on here that I felt like was really under the radar, and he was a cornerback from UTSA, Tariq Woolen. Like, couldn't believe his numbers at 6'4" super fast, super dynamic athlete. And he had a, you know, had a terrific year at UTSA and then blew it up at the combine and obviously had a really, really good rookie year with the Seahawks. Sometimes those guys, you know, who have the traits, it takes them a while to just for it to click, um, you know, and I think we'll see what, you know, where Gabe Hall is. I mean, Julius Brents was a, was another freaky guy at K-State who was up and down his career, started at Iowa, went to K-State, and then had a really good senior year and then moved up the draft process. But I just think, you know, it's not to say that they're always going to hit, but I think a lot of these guys, sometimes it just takes maybe a little longer, you know, but I think you'd rather have some kind of this kind of elite traits that people are Mm -hmm. going to take a long chance on it.
1: I like those five ten nose tackles that are just stronger than all get out. There was a guy nicknamed Neck on your list, and he may have been down there around a hundred. Uh, I, I you know love guys like that. What was the? How many inches? Ne- his his neck? I think you had that. Uh, was it eighteen? was just trying to
15: remember no, what it's the not eighteen. It's it's his neck 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 is twenty one inches. Twenty so for context, <laughs> <laughs> For people who remember the great Takeo spikes and remember what his neck looked like, that's what, that's the same measurement. Um, neck almost didn't make the list. He was sitting there at a hundred and about six hours before we were going to hit publish, it was the night before I got a DM from a coach in the ACC. who was telling about a cornerback who vertical jumps well over 42 inches. And I was like, eh, it's, I'm about to, you know, we're about to hit send on this deal and I said, can I can, can you get me in touch with your strength coach? Because I just wanted somebody else to to verify some of this other stuff. And I got the guy on the phone at like 1045 at night his time and then texted my editor back. And I was like, hey, I got one guy I wanna, I'm going to have to work back in. And so she was like, okay. And she's like, who are we going to bump off? And I'm like, man, I don't want to bump Neck Mitchell off because Neck Mitchell was sitting there at 100 at 100. She goes, well, let's just make it 101. So somewhere in Hammond, <laughs> Louisiana, there are, you know, the people probably, like, hopefully they're like, oh, that's cool. We made we made the free this year.
12: I love
1: it. And Gary Bohannon, former Baylor quarterback on the list, third strongest player, I think, on the team at South Florida. I mean, that says a lot about him. I'm not, not sure what it says about the rest of the team, but I think you said he could squat 500 pounds and then the speed to go with that. I mean, I just – I hope he has a great final – year of college football it's hard to know when the final year is now that they play like six or seven years but he was a great winner at baylor who had great production and they decided to go with blake shapen over him but i mean what a tremendous guy bruce i don't know if you've been around gary but uh just a neat neat like a leader type guy and that's just cool to see a guy like that who will appreciate this like when somebody goes to Gary Bohannon and says, "Hey, do you know you were on this freaks list?" Like he'll love that, um, and that's always kind of cool. But uh, I just thought that was uh, interesting because he's probably the strongest quarterback in the country. Perhaps would that be? You think that's a
15: fair statement? He might be. He might be. I mean, it's a great combination because I knew he was a high academic guy when he was he was in Waco. And look, they. I'm interested to see how he does this year because the new coach at USF, um, Alex Golish, came from Tennessee and he'd been at UCF with Josh Heupel and they've obviously got a good thing going under Josh Heupel. So maybe this USF program's been way down. It probably I think it'd be a neat story for a lot of people in Waco who remember Bohannon and know, you know, and know how hard he worked um, and to see that and to see know maybe he can get them to a bowl game in year one who knows but i i think that would be a a big thing and for a program that's really trying to flip it around under a new coach
1: bruce is it still a little surreal to think what happened a couple of weeks ago to the pac-12 do you still find yourself almost kind of going wait a second like this thing's really basically going away um how how crazy is that for a guy who has been out there in the middle of it, covered a lot of Pac-12 games? Uh, is it does it still feel just really strange to you that we've uh, we've seen this happen?
15: I think it doesn't quite. It's not really truly sunk in until you know. I went to big. I went to Pac-12 media days and USC and UCLA were obviously there, and I went to Big Ten media days and they weren't. Um, I think when they're actually playing those games, I think it'll feel different, you know, because right now we know it, we've talked about it a lot, but the truth is, I mean, it's happened, but it hasn't really happened yet, you know? And um, I just think even, you know, the idea of Texas and OU and the SEC, it's coming, but it's not happened yet. And when I think just the, you know, I remember going to, Johnny Manziel's first uh, game at, at A&M and they were playing Florida, you know, and it was a different era, but you know, I, again, in some ways it, it, to me, this feels a little more momentous. Some of these things, cause USC and UCLA, you know, the PAC 12 was around for, he has been around for so long, you know, it's like the big 12, it's not like the big 12 was around for a hundred years, right. You know, there was the old no. Southwest conference. It was the big eight and, and I just feel like people have gotten a little more less tied to some of that. Whereas the pack, you know, the Pac-12, you know, Pac-10, big Big Ten Rose Bowl matchups were one thing, and now all of a sudden, the idea that there might not might not be a Pac-12 again or anymore is is kind of mind blowing.
1: The Big Twelve with a with a 16 team league, um, it's just going to be strange to see. I think it'll be fun, great in basketball, hard to totally say in football. I mean, in the future, who do you see kind of filling the void of Texas and Oklahoma? Uh, And could it be, I mean, will Utah, do you think they can just kind of keep things rolling a little bit and maybe right away be a power in that conference? It's just kind of fun to think about. I mean, and weird to think about Arizona and Arizona State, what they're going to look like in this new look conference. It seems like Utah is set up best to to immediately be, you know, have some swagger about it. How do you think that new conference like who are the who are the candidates in your mind to kind of be at the top between whether it be TCU, Kansas State, Utah? Where do you where do you kind of see it going?
15: I think Utah's the best positioned. I mean, they just played in the Rose Bowl. They beat USC twice. You know, they're they have a true identity that Kyle Whittingham has formed over two decades there. And I think as long as he's there, they're going to be really tough because they're the team. And I, I appreciated this so much more as a sideline reporter because you see them at field level, and you're like, wow, I get it. They're just different than a lot of teams in their physicality. Um, I think TCU is very well positioned to make to elevate because of what they've done, the leadership there has done over the, probably the last two decades to build that place up. And I think Sonny Dykes is, you know, I think he's really evolved as a coach and he's a really good fit there. Um, and I'm impressed by what they're doing. And I think they're in position like I'm, you know, you're right to have mentioned K state. I think when being around the big 12 a bunch last year, the coaches I would talk to said they thought the best coach program in the conference was K-State, you know, and they actually won the big 12 last year. People kind of forget that because of TCU's run, but I, I, you know, we'll see if they can sustain and take another step. Like they won 10 games last year and that was the most they'd won in a, in a decade. So we'll see if they can, can keep, you know, sustain it and grow from there. I mean, Chris Kleiman won a bunch of, national championships at North Dakota state, but now it's a different deal. And, um, you know, I, I, let's see what happens with the new four schools in there because, you know, BYU has had success under Kalani Satake Cincinnati had been really good under Luke fickle. Now it's Scott Satterfield. I think is a good coach too. you know, UCF has a lot of speed and Gus miles on, you know, people knew what he did at Auburn and, and Dana is a really good offensive coach. And Houston has a big, Big, you know, recruiting fo- recruiting base that they can draw from. So I think it's going to be it's going to be fascinating to see which of those four schools probably gets can get the most traction out of the gate.
1: All right, Bruce, we appreciate it. Uh, watch one last show, by the way, on Longhorn Network. Uh, it is going away <laughs> after all these years. It's hard to believe that it caused such a stink, isn't it? Now a network that honestly didn't do that much or wasn't that huge of a deal with it 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 scared off so many schools and it was the final straw for Texas A&M and it was weird that it ended up really not being that big of a deal in terms of helping them in recruiting or anything like that but uh, I did see the Longhorn Network is coming to a close so if you need to watch that title game one last time with Vince Young and Reggie Bush uh, Bruce have at it.
15: All right. Yeah, I mean, look, it's. I think it's an old year tied to a new year, and I remembered how big of a you know, like we were both at ESPN probably around those times, and I just remembered, you know, how that was for the bosses. That was a huge priority for them. When I remember sitting in a big, um, in a big tent outside somewhere in Bristol, where you know it was one of their big five priorities of the year was get you know getting the Longhorn Network, it's you know rolling and. You know, I think they did do some good things, and I think there was a lot of other stuff, like you said, that ended up falling flat from a from a from a branding standpoint. You know, for the for the university and for the school and for the football program, and some of that had to do with bad timing of the program started to to backslide. You know, coincidentally, right around that time. Bruce
1: appreciate it. We we uh, always look forward to the list and it was fun having you on and hope to see you in Waco or at one of these stops as you do all your Fox sideline work and and uh, the big noon game and the whole the whole shebang. Appreciate you taking the time. My pleasure. Thanks, Matt. You bet. There he goes, Bruce Feldman, um who uh we were at uh, ESPN.com together from circa 2006 through about 2000 Eleven, And for some reason, I have memory of seeing him at the Sky Bar one night at a Jerry Jones party during Cowboys training camp. And uh, Bruce, always really good guy and, and uh, very, very plugged in. And uh, the uh, Aaron likes reading that athletic uh, and that list. And Aaron, the one guy I didn't mention to him, um, Monterey Baldwin from Baylor, also on the freaks list. And Aaron, the guy we had on from Cincinnati... His name now escapes me, but the guy we interviewed at Big, at Big 12 Media Days basically, when they brought him over there and didn't tell me his name, and I'm panicking because I'm like, I'm about to interview somebody I don't know, and I don't know the young man's name, he ended up, Aaron, on the freaks list. And, um, you know, he was the guy that was a, a member of the school choir and a uh, wonderful singer. And I, I'll, uh, I'll look it up. I'll look it up because I like I that guy. Monterey Baldwin, by the way, number 42 on the freaks list. He hit 22.8 miles per hour on the GPS on a touchdown, which was the fastest a college player was clocked in game in 2022. This is from Bruce Feldman. 5'9", uh, 164-pounder, also super strong. Aaron, at 5'9", 164 pounds. Is that Aaron? You're you're not far off from that. You're about five eight or five nine, and that you know you you lost a bunch of weight. You kind of got down there. You may have a tiny bit more weight than that. Um, he bench presses four hundred and five pounds, squats five fifty, and power cleans three hundred pounds. Wow, wow. And then Gabe Hall from Baylor, um, 6'6", 2, 296, bench presses 500, squats 565, cleans 365, and then Aaron did a 750-pound 750, 750 trap bar deadlift. I don't totally know what that is, but it sounds incredible. I
3: was about to say, I don't think I could do that, and I don't know what it is either.
1: The trap bar deadlift, all right? Our weightlifters out there, tell us what that is on the text line, the CNC Collision Center text line. He also, Aaron, hit 19.9 miles per hour on the GPS. I don't know if that's during a game or practice or whatever. My goodness. Um, And I I would say, Aaron, as I was watching this thing, looking at this list, the freaks list, Michigan – Michigan did the best, and um, TCU had a, a pretty good run. They got a wide receiver. Now, Quentin Johnston from Temple, I think, was on this thing in the past. Yeah, he was. Savion Williams is the new one on there. 10-6 broad jump, 40-inch vertical, and uh Wow the former high school quarterback, has incredible arm strength. He can throw it farther than all the TCU quarterbacks. Um, This is according to Chandler Morris, the TCU starter. He said of his uh, wide receiver, he said he threw it about 20 yards further. It was like every bit of 80 yards. And with no warm-up, that's just straight God-given dude. (laughs) Aaron, that... um, you know who used to could do that for the Cowboys? Dez. Dez was left-handed, and every once in a while I'd watch him play catch with people, and it was just kind of like unbelievable how much arm talent he had. I'm not saying he was accurate, but he could throw it forever. All right. I thought if I, Aaron, if I talked long enough, I could find our guy, but I'm still going down the list. Of, uh, oh, and Shad Banks Jr., the linebacker from... Oh, here he is, Aaron. Okay. Number 78, our buddy from Cincinnati, a gifted singer who's a tenor and plays numerous instruments, including piano, guitar, bass, drum, sax, flute, cello, violin, viola, and harmonica. Juwan Briggs. Juwan Briggs. Aaron, somewhere... In our our archives, we have that interview with the great Jawan Briggs. He squatted 700 pounds in high school, and he did 31 reps on the bench press at 225 and hit 18.6 miles per hour. Wow. Wow. All right, great stuff to start the 5 o'clock hour. Uh, we'll do some Rangers. This is a really difficult stretch where they literally – could
6: lose the division lead we discuss next this is, this is espn central texas did you know now's a
9: great time to let jeff and our toyota put you in a new or used vehicle i'm kyle tumlinson general manager of jeff on our toyota and you can choose from many makes and models all priced to fit any budget we also have a state-of-the-art service and body shop and a full line parts department with factory trained toyota specialists Stop by and see me or any of our team
2: members for a great car at a fair
9: price.
12: Jeff Hunter Toyota, Toyota Quality,
2: Waco Values.
8: A bank in any town, USA, treats everyone like, well, anyone. At Central National Bank, we provide
4: Central Texans with a different kind of banking. We believe in people over processes, listening over telling, and helping our customers over helping ourselves.
2: Come to Central National Bank and experience the difference. Bank Different, Bank Central, Central National Bank, member FDIC.
6: Listen to the Matt Mosley show online at
9: CentexSportsFan.com. The 5th Street Market and Nursery is Bosque County's premier nursery, greenhouse, and boutique. Discover a variety of indoor and outdoor plants, unique gifts, and local artisanal products at their family-owned nursery and garden center located in Clifton off 5th Street, Highway 219, open Tuesday through Saturday, 9 to 5, and Sunday, 10 to 4. Check them out at FifthStreetMarket.com or on Facebook, Let Let their passionate team help your vision bloom into reality. Hey, guys, we all give gifts on birthdays, anniversaries, and holidays, but have you ever given just because gift? When it's not expected, it means the most coming from you. Since 1979, Morrison Gifts has been Waco's gift store for every occasion. Choose some lines of gift ideas, including John Hart leather goods, big old key rings, candles, and jewelry. Always free gift wrapping and delivery is available. Morrison Gifts, a Baylor alumni-owned business. That's Morrison Gifts on the corner of Waco Drive and Valley
0: Mills, close to Jason's Deli.
8: Locally owned and operated, Rain Coffee Company is your daily stop for the best in hot and iced drinks. Come and stay a while and enjoy Rain Coffee Company's relaxing atmosphere, plus their espresso bar, teas, lotus energy drinks, and sweet treats. They are open every day, 6.30 a.m. till 6 p.m. The only coffee shop in China Spring, Rain Coffee Company, 10214 China Spring Highway.
6: Back to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. Oh, just Matt Mosley show.
1: Drake Toll with us three to five daily. Aaron Sexton making the full ride as always. And uh, that was great. Bruce Feldman, de- uh, decorated college football writer. My old colleague at ESPN.com. Fun to have him on. And uh, J.D. Piquel. By way of uh, Cornell, the Ivy Leagues, now on uh, on three sports, which is a cool college football site. They do a lot of stuff, video, and J.D. is a really smart guy and a fun guy. And he and uh, Drake have known each other and worked together. And then I uh, really, uh, well, at one point before Drake came on with us, I was trying to get J.D. involved with us. And, uh, we kind of let JD get out of town and he got married and he went off to, well, I guess he's in Nashville now doing his on three work. So great to visit with, uh, JD, uh, um, Pakel and, uh, he does a nice job, played for Baylor, uh, transferred in, then got hurt and so he couldn't play anymore, but, uh, launched his athletic, he was doing some studies, uh, maybe like a graduate degree with Baylor, but, uh, really nice, uh old kind of running back-slash-wide receiver, kind of a Drew Estrada type. Drew came on to Baylor, transferred in from somewhere like maybe Dartmouth, and ended up being a great receiver for the Bears. And J.D. was trying to do the same, and he just got uh, banged up. I can't remember if it was a bad concussion or something got him, and uh, that was tough. Aaron, um, Rangers in a bad way right now uh, have lost five in a row. And you know they say momentum's always uh, the basically the next day's starter. That's momentum uh, in baseball. Montgomery goes out in uh, last night, pitched a great game, six strikeouts, goes eight innings. I think maybe had one walk. Just beautiful. I mean, just just executed like crazy. Rangers had a 1-0 lead on an Adoles Garcia home run. And then in the ninth, the Rawdus Chapman's out there, and he can't get it done. He he uncorks something he almost never throws, which is a sinker. Got one of the greatest fastballs in baseball history. Throws a sinker, and Cattell Marte leaves the ballpark. Flat sinker, ninety-two miles per hour. Boom! He's sitting on it, and he and he and he hits it out of there. And it looked like, which is weird, because. With, with, you got to be ready for that crazy speed fastball, and he was sitting on that sinker somehow and, and knocked it out of there. Really, really bad moment for uh, the Rangers. 1-1, but then they get the, the 3-1 lead back on a Nathaniel Lowe uh, doubles to the opposite field, and they're up 3-1, and it looks like they're going to get it done. And they brought in Will Smith. He's been awful lately. And Bruce Bochy and Aaron. I know you were uh, well a rare, a rare early to bed from Aaron Sexton. Almost never happens. But last night, um, the winning run, Bochy chooses in the in the form of Cattell Marte. Bochy chooses to put him on first base. Well of course he ends up coming around on will smith the the next hitter gets a double runners advance to second and third and then uh that gets one run home and then um there's a base hit and that ends the game both runners are moving and they score from second they score from third and second and they win the game four to three this is not a great stretch for the rangers they usually bounce out bounce back from these things aaron um our man was snarly last night, Montgomery, and I loved it. I loved it. He didn't want any parts of, He didn't want anybody talking about how great he pitched. He was mad because they lost. It had nothing to do with him um, not getting the win. And he said that he's like, I don't care at all. We could lose. I could lose all the games uh, as long as we win, and, and and not lose it. But basically, it. it uh, he lost the chance to win the game. I loved his. I loved his attitude. I loved how he kind of barked back, Bochi I mean, after the game, Mark McLemore, who I love, Mark, but Mark doesn't question Bochi at all. He's like, "Yeah, you got to do it there. You can't let Martel beat you. Really, you got to put the winning run on first base." I mean, at one point, the worst that can the worst he can do, he's down three one. You got a runner on second. Runner gets over to third. the worst he can do is tie the game up. He could hit a home run and tie the game up. That's not great, but it's not it doesn't end things. They say no, nah, I would rather face so and so. We put it, they put him on. there's a pinch hitter that comes in and would oh, they have a pinch hitter in the two hole? Anyway, whoever it was, I don't have it in front of me right now, uh, doubles. One run gets in, and then they got runners at second and third, and and Will Smith can't can't get it done. Um, it's three two at that point. Rangers still up. They it, I think there were two outs in the game, and the third base they did not try to get the the, run, the game tied. Third base coach holds them up, and the fans are over there booing and all that. Well, next guy comes up base hit and both runners score and the Rangers lose the game four to three. Aaron, I've got it as worst loss of the season. I, I just don't I with everything at stake and everybody closing in on them right now, Seattle had won and Houston won. Seattle had won fourteen to two. They just bludgeon somebody Houston, who just got swept by Seattle, finally plays somebody else, and they put the kibosh on him. Chaz McCormick, I think, had two home runs. He's up to 23 home runs, maybe, maybe more. McCormick's hitting the ball like crazy. Rangers are in a bad way. Current offensive skids for the Rangers. Aaron, this is a recipe for doing this. Over his last seven games, Adolis Garcia, three for twenty-seven. Jonah Heim came off the came off the injured list. Last seven games, six games, two for sixteen. Jankowski last seven games, three for nineteen. Simeon uh, last six games, five for twenty-six. Josh Smith been playing third base, can kind of play different positions can play in the outfield if you need him to. Nine, last nine games, three for 24. Leote, who's been in a really bad place for a while now, last six games, three for 22. Aaron, I don't think Nathaniel Lowe's been killing it. JP had a rough game last night. Love JP Martinez. I mean, who did I not say? Well, I didn't say Seager. I mean, I guess maybe Duran's doing okay because I did in this list compiled by Evan Grant from the Morning News, he didn't end up on it. Um, this was kind of interesting. Will Smith, his fastball metrics pre and post All-Star break. Pre, threw it 28.7% of the time, average 92.8 miles per hour, and a two sixty one opponent batting average. Post. Post uh, All-Star break. He's thrown it. percentage of the time. The Velo's down to 91.8 miles per hour, which doesn't sound like much, but it's full uh, mile per hour down. And the opponent's batting average since All-Star break, 370. Goodness gracious. I mean, this team needs a Valde back. It needs um, needs the hitters to get going. They need rest. They're not going to get it. I mean I, I don't I Aaron, I'm worried. I've loved this. I love watching these games. I get excited, but when you're up three one in the eleventh inning, find a way to get it home. I mean you gotta finish the deal off. And they didn't do it. And Aaron, given all the circumstances I've told you about, the the bochi decision to put the winning run on first, even though it was Cattell Marte, and he'd hit that home run. I I don't think Cattell Marte, I mean, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I look at his numbers and be like, oh my gosh, you had to do that. I think I would have taken my chances. If he hit home run, you got a tie ball game. You put that dude on first base, and then it was, I mean, it's like double, and then a hit, and then a base hit, and the ball game's over. It just didn't make any sense. It's not like, Barry Bonds was up at the plate. I mean, uh, Barry, during the Balco years, and he's, he's putting the cream on. He's got the Balco cream on. I mean, it's not it's, it's Cattell Marte. Aaron, given the circumstances that I've explained, do you? I mean, we know Bochy ends up as an easy second guess. He made the wrong decision. But I thought it was strange before it all Backfire on the Rangers, okay? I'm sitting there saying it to myself. Aaron, do you understand the
3: decision? I don't. I, I don't see why you would ever put put a runner on and bring the winning run to the plate.
1: No, he brought the winning run on base.
3: Oh no, yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah, it, uh, it was. Yeah, no. I, if it's Barry Bonds, maybe that's the only person in my lifetime that mm. I can even. So you considering doing that with
1: Yeah, and I'm I'm looking, Aaron, and uh I mean hitting, hitting I mean he's hitting two seventy three. Um I mean I'm trying to find his home runs. Sixty three RBI. I mean that's not even like in a Dolis or or Simeon that's not even in their area code um I don't I don't I don't totally get it I I, I mean I, I he just hit a home run I get that he's got 20 he's got 20 home runs he's betting 273 got a war of he he's got a war of 3.8 I mean there's... There's just nothing about that that's like, oh, my gosh, there's no way in the world you can let this guy beat you. He couldn't beat you. He could tie you. He could tie you at the plate. That was the best he could do. You put him on, and and you you just kind of, to me, it felt like you made things easier for the Diamondbacks. All right, Matt Mosley, show ESPN
6: Central Texas. The dismount is next.
9: If you are the do-it-yourself type and you need help finding a certain
12: item to finish the job, remember Pioneer Steel and Pipe. Over 2,000 items are featured in their
9: showroom, including hinges, latches, post caps, and ornamental iron from Spring Creek. Pioneer Steel In Pipe is also the location for welding rods and welding accessories. If you are looking for Makita power tools, grinders, and cutters, Gilman nuts and bolts or primer and caulking for metal buildings drop by Pioneer Still & Pipe Highway 6 Loop 340 South Waco
6: Central Texas live from the Allen Samuel Studios.
9: This is Eric Sakura at Sakura Family Ford with my favorite cousin,
0: Clint Sakura. Thanks, Eric. You've seen us on our TV commercials over the years, but our dads are always doing the talking. Now it's finally our turn to invite you to come see us for your next vehicle. Wait, hold on, Eric. Do you think there's a reason that we only get to talk on the radio? Uh, probably because the grandkids are cuter on TV. <laughs> That's true. Take the Sakura exit in West
5: and come see us at Sakura Family Ford where Our Family, family Makes the, the Difference. difference. Triple S Sports is your one stop for all your baseball and softball gear.
10: They have the latest bats, gloves, balls, and equipment from names that you know and trust. Rawlings, Louisville Slugger, DeMarini, Wilson, Easton, Mizuno, Under Armour, and New Balance. Triple S Sports can also take care of your team uniform needs with their large selection of the latest sublimated apparel and custom caps. Ask about league and school special discounts. Stop by their warehouse in Waco or visit them at triplesports.com. Play ball.
6: Stay close. The Dismount with Matt Mosley is coming up on ESPN Central Texas.
1: QC Kinetics can change your life. You could live, again, without chronic joint pain and without drugs or surgery. Of course, I'm Matt Mosley, ESPN Central Texas. QC Kinetics Advanced Regenerative Medicine take your body's own concentrated healing properties, put them right into your joint to restore and repair that damaged tissue. And unlike uh, surgery, no downtime with QC treatments. Imagine this fall, moving around pain-free, doing the things you love again, walking, hiking, playing with your grandkids, perhaps. Call QC Kinetics, see how the latest advances in precision regenerative medicine can attack your pain and bring you lasting Relief Now is the best time to get started. 254-415-4100. That's 254-415-4100. QC Kinetics,
6: 254-415-4100. It's time now for the dismount on the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. All right, it is the dismount. I just got a picture from Ted Teague. Over at
1: Alan Samuels. Whoa. Um, with over 25 Dodge Chargers. And Challenger scat packs. And Hellcats in stock. And ready for the road. Last call for these high octane Hemis. In fact, uh, Ted, in the little video I just saw, had one of them open. And he shut it. But I was kind of looking underneath the hood. And the Hemi... I mean, again, I, I can't – I'm not going to pretend. I know a lot about what goes on under the hood, but it's beautiful. I mean, it's, it's just a – there's a feeling of power when you look under there. Uh, 2.9% uh, percent financing for 72 months on 2023. Ram 1500, Lone Stars, Bighorn, and Laramie Trucks. That's Ted Teague. He's the GM. Mike the Marine's out there. Bowtie. Bowtie's running around on the on the lot. Out there at Allen Samuel, so we appreciate uh, everything. Thanks to uh, Drake Toll today, good work. JD Pachell was on with us. Aaron Sexton doing a really nice job, and uh, we get ready again tonight. It's going to be a late one. The uh, Rangers, you'll hear it right here. I think it's eight forty first pitch uh, right here on ESPN Central Texas. Aaron, that's the only problem with these late ones. I can't get my I can't get my lineup in time. I mean, I'm sitting here looking at the Rangers refreshing over and over, and I cannot get my lineup set. Uh, Rangers lost last night, heartbreaking fashion. All right, everybody. Everybody have a tremendous evening. Thank you, Aaron. We'll see you tomorrow at 3 o'clock straight up. Good night, everybody.
6: It's time now for the Modern Media Big 12 Blitz. Modern Media, your full-service advertising agency. Now, here's the voice of the Bears, John Moore.